as the phoenix rises from the ashes it's time to fly welcome back to another edition of the almost said the wrong podcast <laughs> Uh-oh. phoenix flash podcast that other podcast that always dominates my life but this is a good way to separate one from the other i am one of your humble hosts jcb jason cornelius bell and on that other end the left hand side or the right hand side depending on which how you're looking at it my man my favorite n-word of the day the big sexy himself red jager from the brain buster boys Big sexy, what's going on? Tell me something good. I got two words for you. What's that? Yota Suji. See, that's that, why. That's, that's why something knew, good, eh? That's why I knew that you were going to pick Yota Suji. That's why I put Will is him because we're going to talk about him twice, obviously, yeah. in the next couple of hours. Yota Suji is just. We'll it's unbelievable. It. Yeah, what, what? I was getting ready to say. <laughs> what? We'll get, we'll He's get there. Shit, I'm just kind of like. Man, it's just what he do. He's only is been here he a couple just, of weeks. Is he just one of the best wrestlers in the world right now? Let's just hold that thought for a second. <laughs> Obviously, well, here, hold on. I got something else good. Happy birthday, Hazuki. Happy birthday to my friend Kevin Beebe, my first friend in life. And something bad to say? Fuck Kanamaru. Mmm. Dirty, dirty, dirty. I'm like, man, come on, man. Of all, <sighs> heel master okay. gonna heel master, baby. He got I mean, us. You couldn't heal master with just five guys? I mean, what the fuck? We'll Not talk like about that. that. <laughs> Obviously, uh, that's probably going to be the first thing we're talking about, uh, the destruction of Kobe. Uh, and stardom is not mid oh, anymore. Look at you. Yeah, how about that? Look at you. Just how dragging them on over. We're going to talk about stardom <laughs> dream tag festival and a little bit of the matches that we did see on uh, the five star. The 924 show just came out. It was one match. And obviously, we'll be talking about the Utami situation and what that ultimately means for the shame. rest of, yes, first uh, Kamatini and now Utami at the end. Just, Who both probably very well could have been the final coming into this, thing, yeah. which as we talked about, made a lot of sense in the wake of that cage match with Queen's Quest earlier this year. Obviously, Saya dropping the white belt, kind of trying to get elevated. Utami is Utami. And of course... We get robbed of the Julia match yet mm. again. <laughs> we'll God, get the, uh, God just doesn't want us to have this match. I mean, uh, we've had look, we've had an amazing 2023 when it comes to wrestling, and you and I yeah. watch uh, both sides of wrestling. It, obviously, it's just not Perezu and Josie. We watch. We just had a an AEW conversation <laughs> before we even started recording. So we watched that. We watched WWE. We watch it all. So in this scenario, when we for, we first had the uh, the very first PSP, one of the things we we're talking about was having you know promotions you know working together and mm-hmm. putting on such amazing events and amazing. Been a magic. theme of this year over in Japan for sure. Okay, so I'm not going to sit up here and get mad because we're going to have to put Julia and Utami on the shelf again. I'm not sure why we didn't get this done beforehand, but. That's another story for another yeah. time. How has this ever happened? Like, that's the crazy thing. It, I mean, it never, maybe it's happened out of stardom. I don't think so, but it's not happened within stardom. I don't think it's ever happened out of a stardom. singles match, obviously. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't, which we'll, we'll be that. talking about those two tangling in a tag match, which was wonderful. But yes, it was. I mean, nice. that was going to be the final night, lock, likely a block decider. 
I mean, it's the one we've probably had the circled. last match of the the tournament. Yeah, we've had it circled from the get go, and obviously, we'll be digging more into Stardom here in a little bit. But yeah, I I learned this via reading a cage match comment about the Hazuki Suzu Suzuki Suzu Suzuki match. It said something about like two of the top competitors having to withdraw from injury, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh shit! So. I learned probably two hours ago. Was very caught off guard and very bummed. I'm su- I'm surprised I didn't uh, send that to you because that nice transition. I did send you the uh, tweet that I saw about uh, oh. Nakajima announcing that he yeah. is going to have his final matches in Pro Wrestling. No, I believe the 28th is the final match for him. He'll do a six man tag before that. And with Segura and um, Go Shiozaki, I can't remember who the uh, opponents are for that six man or for the the thir- the, the final or- tag. It's it's axes. It's he and Go against right. Mara Fuji and Sugira, like okay. two Noah originals. Obviously, Nakajima's been there since he was fifteen, which is crazy, and he never left. Like Go left and went to all Japan for like four years. He's been there that long. I know he was still in Kensuke office, which was Kensuke Sasaki's promotion. Like that's where he really came up. He and Kento Miyahara and Masa Kitamiya. But like he was a Noah guy all the right. way. So I'm right. very, very surprised by this news, but also kind of excited. I mean, that's a guy 2021 was one of my top three to five wrestlers of the year. You know, always been one of my favorites. Since I discovered him, you know, we've talked about the matches with Keno. I know I've mentioned the incredible title match he had against Shiyazaki in late 2021, which is one of my favorite Noah matches ever. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, I guess do we want to just get into the speculation now? I mean, I can't imagine he if he's going somewhere like full time, it's gotta be new japan right i mean i can't see him downgrading no offense to all japan or ddt and i can't really see him coming to the state you know i don't really see him coming to aew not ww i mean who knows maybe wwe i, I think that I mean, would make a little look, more sense but look, it, I, I agree it's hot as a uh, fish grease right now but I, <laughs> I think that might be even a stretch for uh yeah Nakajima. Um, or maybe he just does a freelance thing for a while and kind of bounces around, but it's, it's weird and intriguing, but I'm excited to see what's next for him. If I, I was thinking all Japan, just for the simple fact that you had Kento Miyahara just sitting over there waiting in the wings. They, they did have their match earlier in the year. It's one of the few five stars I've given out this year. And I always just assumed that we would get a second you know, match from that. It could easily happen in a scenario where, like you said, uh, Nakajima just bounces around mm-hmm. from New Japan, All Japan, maybe goes back to Noah or whatever the case may be, DDT, like you said, and you get him in that scenario. If, and I've been accused of fantasy booking from time to time, but, you Do know, he is charged. If it, it was me, I would I would rather him go to New Japan just because I think the the level of competition mm-hmm. that he would have on the heavyweight level just the potential us, matches. Yeah, it would just give us so many 
and even if it's not even Will Ospreay, because we both mm-hmm. just assume that he's AEW bound here in the next five months, give or take. Unfortunately, well, no, I mean, look, I'll, we'll talk about that in the yeah. DDT portion. Well, and also, Nakajima participated in the 2016 G1. Granted, it's been a while, but he was there. You know, he was on that show. Obviously, the All Together show. They were mingling with New Japan. I can't remember if there is. Oh, the the Muto retirement show. There was some New Japan people on, but I mean, he's only 35. You know, he's been they doing did it. The, uh, the Congo versus Lij. That's right. Two um, years in a row. And that was him versus him versus Shingo. Shingo. Yeah, which so was we could, could easily go back to that. And segue, it kind of reminds me of Shingo coming to New Japan. Mm-hmm. He was, I think, around 35 at the time, you know, had accomplished all he could and then some in Dragon Gate. You know, Nakajima only won the big belt twice, one time being last year, end of 2021. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was that. Anyway, what else is there for him to do? He won two and ones. I mean, yeah, he never really had like a long defining title reign, but you know, the way that title's been booked of late, who the hell knows? But I mean, up until now. But um just getting ready to say you better put some respect on yeah, that. Yeah, oh, I've certainly on the Sith Lord Jacob Lee. But uh yeah, it's fascinating. Um but yeah, I just think New Japan just seems to make too much sense. But like you said, maybe he waits a little bit. I mean, there's definitely money on the table with another Kento match. Um, he did win the first one. So I would presume, especially if it's in all Japan, that Kento would win. And then maybe they do a trilogy. But yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just excited to see what's next. Because yeah, even though he's only 35 but he does have a lot of mileage on him i think he's still got a lot to give to this business so uh and like i said he's been one of my favorite wrestlers period over the last few years so yeah when i saw that i was like oh hell no (laughs) (laughs) i was like bad signal (laughs) yeah you sent me the tweet from like pure riso flosion or whatever and obviously had no idea i'm like this could be anything and that was about the last thing i was expecting to see was nakajima's leaving noah so yeah, that was uh, definitely a uh, a right hook that I did not see coming. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the Nakajima and Will Ospreay uh, 25th. Mara, Fu- Mara Fuji. Mara Fuji, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that match and some of the matches that will lead into the Grand Ship in Nagoya on the 24th, if I can read my handwriting. And obviously that will be the main event. Uh, Gio Shiyazaki and Jake Lee for the title matches. Uh, one match in the, I won't call it the pre-show, but the undercard that kind of leads into something to uh, one of those title matches. And then to top it off, we're going to talk a little DDT and mm-hmm. let our boy Brett Jager earn his paycheck this uh, this bi-weekly. He'll be taking over the DDT portion he had me watching the DDT show. Who's on? Who's gone to top? I believe that was the. Which 30th. is a great. Which is a great name. Yeah, that was a great saying. Uh, I'll, I'll and you it. even watched one more match than I did. Yeah, because... I can only say I, I had to get on it before we uh, started recording. The match was uh, DDT versus All Japan. It was a tag team match, and I would, you know, he which wasn't me. listed on the cage match card that I had sent you. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch these last four, and then that one came up. I'm like, what the hell? And 
you know, limited time and so much wrestling to watch, I skipped it. And of course you didn't because you watched it all. Of course, because I'm I'm glutton like that. And I'm, you know, so I'm going to uh, Wrestle Universe and I'm like, okay, where is this man tag? And I'm like, one, two, three, four, five. What the fuck? I'm like, hold up, man. What's this match in between? I'm like, oh, you not that I wasn't that. interested in it. You know, I love, <laughs> I love Baby Ibushi, Yuki Ueno, and can't remember who he was teaming with, but I know Atsuki Aoyagi was on the other side, who's the younger brother. Uh, and uh, Tamora. Tamora, who I'm not super familiar with. Um, Obviously, neither am I. Who did Ueno team with? Uh, Kojima. Oh, Toy Kojima, another guy I'm not super familiar Is with. That- either, but. Uh, related to Satoshi, I don't believe so. Okay, because I was—I don't think so. I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, you, can we get this swab in your <laughs> mouth real quick? <laughs> We're gonna need a little DNA. So yeah, we got a full show to talk about. So let's stop bullshitting. Let's get into it. Let's start with obviously the New Japan show, Destruction and Kobe on the 24th. Um, it's on your header. It's on my header. So let's just start. Let's you know, start from the top. I feel like top. we always usually have a compatible title for us here, <laughs> whether trying. it's like talking about the same or in this case, opposite ends of the same match. So for those who aren't watching on YouTube, yours is Will is him in all caps. And mine is, is Yoda Suji, my father. <laughs> so yeah, what a fucking match. You mentioned um one of your five star matches earlier i know you didn't give this five but i, I did second time though i actually did not i'm i wanted to rewatch both this and the osprey mara fuji match but just was unable but i did give this five stars and it was i believe my 13th of the year if this it is my 13th five-star match and yes i am somehow on pace to have 800 four-star matches this year as we sit right now today which is see this is why i didn't want to do anything like this because the amount of wrestling i watch you would be ahead of me (laughs) i mean i know you're ahead of me just in matches watched even though we're both we've got to be in the top 0.5 percent and I have two jobs. That's a goddamn shame. Um, we were talking about we're this before. sick fucks. Yeah, right. I have no life. At least, at least he has a woman, you know, in his life. God bless But him. I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Combine our shit. We would be like the best man in the world. I got two jobs. He's got the girl. <laughs> we Just both got the man. weed. We got tons of weed. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got that checked off. It's getting ready to say you need some alcohol. Plenty of that shit around the corner too. Um, let's get back on track for thirty seconds. Um, we were talking before we got on the air. That's uh, an air on recording or whatever. That is Yoda Suji. That guy is he the best wrestler right now? I mean, I'm not I, saying. I'm saying is he one? We know Will Osprey is. Okay, that's kind of the reason why and I wanted we, to put. Bring- and Kazuchika Okada is still 1B as far as I'm concerned. But I think Suji's entering this conversation at the, you know, I said it in less than half joking. Is he one of the best wrestlers in the world? But is he? Like, look at what he's been able to do. It, Like we said, I mean, back to the Dominion match, obviously, you know, being his big launching off point against Sonata and just looking 
like God out there <laughs> after, you know, we saw the match against Ishii at Royal Quest 2 last fall was pretty much all I had personally seen of his Rev Pro work and, you know, didn't really hear much about it. We know he went to Mexico, but had never seen the guy. He lights the world on fire against Sonata. I thought had a pretty damn good G1. Obviously, the results weren't going to be there right away. We knew that. But the performances sure were. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, I don't, I, I didn't necessarily not expect a classic here. Cause I, we know how good Osprey is and I know how good Suji is, but man, this just clicked in every way for me, the drama, the intensity, Suji hanging with them step for step, you know, not looking out of place for one second and the crowd just going nuts the whole way. I think he stomped Will's head about 50 times in about 50 different var- variations. And, man, these two just clicked so well. And it was so fucking awesome. I loved That's, it. That was one of the takeaways that I took from it is this curb stomp or whatever you're going to call it from Yodosuji. It can come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it in different ways that it was the one leading up to this uh whatever their elimination match was with the curve stop on the uh, the outside on the apron. We all seen that. But this one where he came in and like flipped him over and then stomped him or whatever. I was like, like the double oh. jump. Yeah. yeah like, from like the second rope. Yeah. Oh, we have not seen this. I've yeah. seen young Suji has been in the lab doing some work. Oh. And that, and I know commentary had said it at one point. I don't know if it was Chris Charlton or Kevin Kelly. Shout out to Kevin Kelly. You know, he's basically – saying that, you know, he's getting ready to wrap things up. So, you know, along with Mariah May on the stardom side, might want to start giving some love to Kevin Kelly on the uh, the New Japan oh, side because yeah. like he's, you know, wrapping up his show. Let's, let's sure. save some time to talk a little Kevin Kelly because he deserves everything. All the flowers. What a fucking when, legend. When yeah. I first started watching New Japan, he and Don Callis were essentially the commentary team. And then you had uh, Gino Gambino come Gino. in on, on the real big show. So Rocky it, Romero was yeah, in and out. When, when Okada would come out, you know, he, you would have, you know, those, you know, I guess, multitude of guys, that four-man uh, rotation. But mainly... Kelly it, and Callis were so fucking good. Don Callis, I think that's the reason why I like Don Callis <laughs> to this day. He's an amazing because- performer in every show sense of the word and it's crazy that he was the fucking jackal back in the day right and now the now, truth commission and now he's one of the most one of the biggest heels in wrestling he's getting the dominic mysterio treatment i mean not quite to that, that level way, but, but it's pretty AEW damn close purposes oh yeah. yeah when he he grabs the mic i mean they let it rain on him and it just shows how well he knows this craft not well he performs his craft more specifically and so, what yeah, about it, him showing up out of the blue at Takesh's match in DDT? <laughs> and then, and I, the sad part about it is I knew that it happened. I was like, you know. Was, See, I didn't ahead of time when I was watching. And obviously now we know they were in Japan shooting an angle with Koto Bushi, But still, I didn't expect to see Callis show up there. Like, it was I like mid-match, it. too. I knew it. Totally forgot it. And he came, you know, he came out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, yeah, damn. And that's yeah. And that's part of the going back to the very first episode. This is what we were talking about. I don't even watch DDT, but Brett made me want to watch it at least for you know a couple of reasons, and we'll talk about that in a second. Obviously, Takeshita was on 
that show. But after seeing that, seeing the angle post-match to Kesta and seeing other things that happened, I'm, I'm sitting there shaking my head. I'm like, now see, this is how I'm going to get sucked into DDT. They yeah, Chris Jericho mind. coming up like that. The crowd popped huge Hard. for that. And like I said, I totally forgot. And then once it happened, I'm just like, Oh, I did yeah, know wow. the Jericho thing ahead of time, but not that Callis showed up. We're 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 really getting off topic yeah, <laughs> early, but let's Weird. make sure we hold a space for Kevin Kelly because what sure. a fucking job he has done. But let's talk more Osprey Suji, shall we? Because no, God do. damn, for me the the biggest thing is now I I, I caught myself thinking this when he did the the Fosbury flop over the top. When he did that with Sonata, I lost my goddamn mind. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Now I was just kind of like, you know, I wasn't like, eh, you know, it's no big deal. But, but it still now it's is. Commonplace. <laughs> yeah. Everything he's doing is now that I'm seeing it. And it's not a bad thing. It's not that like he's, you know, he hasn't even been around for like six months. So it's not like his moveset is old. But now, even when he does something that's impressive, it's just kind of like, I know he's that good. So it's not yeah. like, you know, holy shit kind of a moment. It's what we already expect of him. But right. you the sit ex- back and think about a guy that size doing these flippy moves with so much ease and so smooth. It's just on top of all the other dynamic, fast-paced, hard-hitting offense he does. And just he has all the subtleties, the look, the smile, the crowd connection, being able to fire up the crowd. He's got everything, man. And it's it's just a joy to fucking watch. I love him. And every time he goes out, I feel like I love him that much more. I don't even care if he doesn't have, you know, the charisma of Naito. I don't want him to have the charisma of Naito. I want him to be something totally different. It's a He's got it. It's just a different type kind of, of charisma. charisma. Yeah. The finish, obviously, oh. well, since I'd say obviously, well, you and I talked about it, obviously, but uh, the the look where he's kind of like, okay, I'm just going to take this. I've, I've basically delivered all I can do. I know the end is coming. He, Suji fell on the sword in a way that you you don't always see, but for this particular match, I think it worked. Because Suji, for 27 minutes and 51 seconds, Suji gave it all to Will Ospreay. And that's that's kudos to both guys. Obviously, you know, Will Ospreay is Will Ospreay. We can talk about him to the cows come home. It was one of the questions coming in was, at least in my mind, could Yoda Suji keep up with Will Ospreay? Because Will Ospreay will will pace a motherfucker to death. (laughs) <laughs> and there was no problem whatsoever with Yoda Suji just keeping up with that pace. It was almost like, you know, I, I felt like, they, you know, I need y'all to both slow down a little bit <laughs> so that way nobody's missing anything. It's one of those matches where all the spots hit. Yes. And you don't really get a chance to see Alpha Bane and Dragon Wolf. We'll talk about that <laughs> later on. That's another, you know, just... Which is also great, but very, very different. All the spots hit in that match, too, against... uh, I guess that was Alejandro and uh, Ninja Mac. But this one was just on a different level. I gave it 4.75 on the second watch. I gave it 4.5 on the first. Do not get me wrong. (laughs) If anybody is like Brett and gave it five stars, I ain't mad at you. I'm not. 
this was an epic ass match. It did more for Yoda Suji than it would do for Will. Well, for this is just you know another you know check mark on the the bedpost for Will Ospreay yeah. on the way to Wrestler of the Year in 2023. But he made Yoda Suji look as good as he's as anybody has, and that includes not in the first title match uh, in Dominion. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned the finish. I mean, like I said, that's what kind of took it to that five for me was I think he had already hit Osprey with a Stormbreaker, which was awesome. And then Osprey ends up spearing Yoda. He kicks out at one, gets hit with the Storm Driver. Granted, it was nowhere near as deadly as the one Kenny took where he literally dumped him on his head. (laughs) But he kicked out of that, and that popped me big time because yeah. I thought, okay, that could—he's won matches with this before. He beat Kenny with it. Yeah, <laughs> he gets up from that, and that's when he gets up, and just like big smile, and just like, <laughs> just like laughing in his face, backing him into the corner. Um, it reminded me of Tanahashi doing the same to Abushi in the 2018 G1 Final, but a much. That was Tanahashi still in the midst of the fight, like getting his shit back, but like backing him into the corner. Like Osprey looked like frightened. Yeah. Like, how the oh, fuck shit. is this guy still coming at yeah. me? And then just the most brutal hidden blade to the face, Stormbreaker for the win. But it was unbelievable. Um, I think there was like a he hit the big os cutter from the second rope to the floor which was awesome just so many great moves and like we'd said just the chemistry they clicked in every level so many great counters yeah it was fucking awesome he's the one so that good. yeah a both of, of them me, a part of me was and we'll talk about naido here in 30 seconds that was the semi main event i knew in my heart of hearts that suji wasn't going to win but part of the backstory coming leading into this match was the possible return of the intercontinental Mm -hmm. championship back to new japan so for those who haven't been paying attention uh suji's plan was to have him win the united kingdom i'll give it its proper due the united kingdom title (laughs) naito wins the iwgp title and then naito breaks up the now uh breaks up the IWGP and the Intercontinental title. So now essentially you can now have three titles instead of the two, and we can move forward from that point. Obviously, the Yoda Suji part did not happen. I wasn't expecting it to happen, but we got an amazing match out of it. Well, and I will say we both obviously picked Osprey and thought, but he still had me believing in that match. It's like I still thought this is at least possible because as we've talked off air. Osprey's going to drop that belt before he goes to AEW, presuming that happens. But it could have happened here. So I was still hoping and praying that it would. I mean, we've seen the United States title be on AEW programming. So it's not like it's. But if he's jumping over there full time, I just I don't see that happening. But. I could be wrong, and maybe he doesn't even go in the first place. I mean, you know, it's we think he is. Everyone and their brother thinks he is, but it ain't a certainty. It kind of almost makes too much sense if he doesn't, because now we're seeing him more and more with Don Callis and all this other stuff. Obviously, Russell Dream this weekend, he'll be a huge part of that. So, Aussie opens there. It just kind of 
it's kind of like connecting the dots and it would be yeah. almost surprising like i said if it didn't happen that said if he stays do not get me wrong i would be more than happy to eat crow on the biggest spoon of spoons that you want oh, to hand it to i just think that would be I think what New Japan is going to have to do a lot to appease Will Ospreay. And if that doesn't happen, that's where I think Tony Khan will come in. And he has basically all that all that Will would want coming from a promotion. And I can see that's why I think the, the uh, Intercontinental Championship coming back has some traction. If Will leaves and they don't drop the title before he leaves, you're missing that gap between the top and then what would probably be the next title would be the never open weight title held by uh, David Finley. And this ain't a knock against David Finley. We talked about him. I mean, he's done well so far, but I mean, oh, yeah. he's been MI. A lot of them have been MI since the G1 and that's not a knock against David Finley, but on that same aspect, he hasn't elevated the, the never to where we would hope it would have been at some point. The coming back of the return, better choice of words, of the Intercontinental Championship just makes too much sense, especially if Will Ospreay's jumping ship. Yeah, I agree. But, and this will lead us right into the post-match before we move on, you know who Will Ospreay could lose that title to is one Zack Sabre Jr. at Royal Quest. Because is it for both? I know it's not been officially, but because Ospreay like pointed at the TV title at the end of that segment as well. <laughs> I don't think it's for both. Uh, I think, but Zach for, definitively challenged for the UK post, title post Suji loss. Firstly, uh, that segment was wonderful. Those yeah, two guys uh, both speaking Japanese. The crowd was eating it up, and just a cup a fun, playful segment between two rivals, two of the best ever British wrestlers who've had many, many matches together and great ones. And yeah, I think that match is going to be awesome. And I would not be shocked one bit if Zach won, um, took that belt off him. I mean, we've talked enough about the year that he's had. Um, he's on the match, uh, the, uh, the wrestler of the year. Uh, yeah, for sure. And that would really kind of put a bow on the year for him. You know, he's a guy we've talked about, like, He's had a couple shots at the heavyweight title. He may never quite get there. I would love for him to, but I think him winning that belt off of Osprey while still holding the TV title and making, what, 14 defenses, I think more than any other title in New Japan, Sounds right. would be a nice little prize for him. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be a thriller as well, no doubt. Yeah, I'm not sure on the uh, the date of Royal Quest Three. Um, I did write it down, ZSJ Royal Quest Three in my notes, but yeah, they announced a few matches for it. But I'd say let's we can kind of preview the next Destruction show and talk about those matches after we get through this. Naito versus Jeff Cobb uh, was the semi main event. Uh, we had talked on the last time we we recorded that the. IWGP title rights for the Wrestle Kingdom uh, match was were was not up for grabs, but in classic New Japan style, they made this into a step. So finally, by Destruction and Kobe, this was for Naido's spot at Wrestle Kingdom. Fourteen seventeen was the running time. Naido retains his Wrestle Kingdom spot over Jeff Cobb. Sorry, high five time. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was a pretty good match. It wasn't anything that we hadn't seen before. Yeah, I um, agree. It wasn't 
and then this, and it goes to my old predictable rule about predictable matches. If it's going to be a predictable finish, I need to see something that makes me want to invest more into this match. I didn't see that. And it's not a knock against either guy. It just feels like this is just Naito's time to at least make it to Wrestle Kingdom. Now, who he faces will be obviously determined here in a little bit, but uh, good, not great. I gave it three, seven, five. Yeah, I was four stars, but I agree. We've seen this match now, I think, like four times in the last two years. I think Wrestle Kingdom of last year, and then I think they did it again last year, and then obviously the G1. I think all I've had, like four or four and a quarter, all been good matches, but like you said, nothing really to kind of stand out. I mean, Cobb's great, obviously, <laughs> just tossing tossing Naito around. Um, but yeah, like you said, very predictable uh, unfortunately for Tom, like we said, uh, Cobb was never going to win this match, but, um, yeah, Kevin Kelly already painted him as his new Japan cup favorite for 2024. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's not going to be there. So I guess he's got to get it in. Why not? Um, but yeah, Cobb is Cobb's like kind of a half step below ZSJ as far as I'm concerned and kind of the hierarchy. He's a upper mid card guy. Would he be perfect, perfect for continental intercontinental champion. or even that ne- like having him take it off David Finley at some point. The never belt, I think, could be a good thing because I feel it. Didn't they kind of tease some Bullet Club United Empire stuff like at the end of the G1? I a little bit. There's been so few shows lately that I kind of forget. But anyway, that could be a possibility, too. But um, yeah, thought this was a rock solid match, but nothing to nothing to get too excited about here. And uh, yeah, Naito, uh, I assume probably won't be defending that again. So uh, uh, Shane Haste is the other guy that I I don't see that happening. I, yeah, they, they kind of said in uh, the the tag match with uh, TMDK and Bishiman that uh, Shane Haste was not really focused on. Going Singles. after the the G one, yeah. obviously we'll talk about that here in a second. But at the moment, Shane Haste is out, so I would assume this is going to be Naito coasting the rest of the way to the uh, the Wrestle Kingdom match in January 2024. Uh, going backwards, we had Great Okan versus Shingo. Um, lead up to this was basically the recruitment of Shingo to. Uh, United Empire, obviously, that went left as Shingo tore the T-shirt of United Empire, d- destroying all hopes of Great Okan getting him over. Um, I didn't think you needed that as a build-up to the match. I just think, you know, to no. me, just <laughs> make Shingo and Great Okan feel like the, the two dogs in the yard that that just look in the fight, you know, let them fight kind of thing. Um Lead up aside, I thought this was a pretty good fucking match. I just wish that the uh, the opposite guy won, but I get why Shingo Takagi went over. This was a 11-minute slugfest, 11.27 for the uh, official record. Uh, it was a slugfest back and forth. I didn't think that Great Okan was going to win, but in my heart of hearts, I'd be lying if I said I didn't was wishing for him to win, but Shingo is a former... IWGP champion, so it would be hard for me to sit here and 
not think that Shingo was going to be booked to win. If Shingo lost, I would have been expecting some sort of fuckery. And obviously that didn't happen. This to me was more about Great Khan than it was about Shingo. Mm-hmm. It looks like Great Khan might be having some sort of fight left in him. See Sonata's, you know, dramatic turn when Tai Chi, you know, finally put the a poker on him and got him to the IWGP title. I gave it four stars. I thought this was more, like I said, more about Great Khan than Shingo. It reminds me why I like Great Khan and I have ex- expectations for him still going forward. Yeah, and we talked a lot about his kind of underwhelming G1, and I think this match was probably better than most, if not all, of his matches in the G1. I gave it 3.75. Yeah, good fight. Um, seeing a little more out of Great Ocon, like I said, than we saw most. Of the, like more fire. Obviously, Shingo is going to bring that out of you, but I never thought Shingo was losing this match. But, you know, a fun kind of singles match without a title on the line, which doesn't happen a ton in New Japan, the the special singles match, they right. call it. But, yeah, and I thought this, this was a fine, fine match. Especially in this slot where you had, uh, was it four of the last five matches were title matches. This was, like you said, the special singles match or whatever whatever so we it got sandwiched in between title matches it, it was in a spot where it felt like it was going to be a match that felt important yeah. for 11, 11 27 like i said you know they they went out there and slugged that shit out and i ain't mad at them that was when well, the was, last three were all lij versus united empire as well something to you know see what happens especially if will Ospreay does decide to actually go to aew i'm curious to see what this does, if anything, to I mean, maybe Great Khan becomes the leader, de facto leader, like yeah. uh, Evil was. Yeah, I, I, he I'll seems guess. to fit that bill more than Jeff Cobb. Not, no offense to Cobb, but Khan just Ocon just feels more like that leader. I mean, he's wearing the suit often, carrying the flag. I think it makes sense. No, if 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 it if and when, and I'm thinking more for when, I'll be curious to see what happens to United Empire. That's why I haven't gotten one of their uh, soccer jerseys yet. I'm not <laughs> Congo's, you know, dissipating. Uh, somebody else just broke up too. You know, just five guys is you know we're talking back about to just four. <laughs> <laughs> Still going backwards with uh, Bishimon versus TMD, TMDK. In this case, this is Shane Hayes and. Mikey Nichols with a third crack at the IWGP tag team. And they still can't get it done. This is the one, if this was uh band from ringside, we have a, you know, lock of the week when we do predictions, stone cold lead pipe. Yeah, lock yeah. Of the week. Yep. Uh, I've heard this it. would have been mine. I was for TMDK. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way in hell they're going to have these guys lose. Especially coming off both of them having strong G ones as singles guys. Like I came into this match more into haste and Nichols than I'd been in their recent run in new Japan. And you know, I love Bishamon. Similarly, I thought TMDK was going to win and match was okay. I mean, it didn't, I went, I think, three and a half or three, seven, five. I can't even remember. Wasn't a four-star match. But what are we doing with TMDK? Like you said, that's three times they've challenged for the titles. All have been, like, solid but not great matches in my mind. I thought both guys' performances in the G1, they showed a lot more than they did in this match. Mm. Again, not that it was bad. It was still a fine match, but 
and I'm never going to be upset about Bishamon winning and retaining the titles, but I'm with you. I think it would have made more sense to strap up TMDK here coming, you know, coming in a little hot. Like, why not? You know, Zach's obviously doing great things. We got big teats back in the building. Got to think Robbie Eagles coming back over for the Super Junior Tag League. So TMDK, you know, one of the hotter factions. Ichiban's sweet boy out on his uh his excursion for the time being. But, yeah, just kind of let down by this uh, match overall. I gave it 3.75. Um I'm with you. It just felt like, what are we doing with TMDK at this point, at least on the tag team side? Um, it just, Bishamon's over. Let's just call her for what it is. They're, they've been the they're tag great. team. They're awesome. They're, they've been the tag team of the last two years consistently on the New Japan roster when it comes to the heavyweight side. So they're fine. I'm not worried about them. TMDK, this was a, a golden opportunity to, yep. to get them over and have them run the – the titles at least through world tag league yeah at, at least, least get them there and they can lose to whoever whoever you know, yeah get them that wrestle them kingdom tag title match and Bingo. that's what that's what i thought was going to happen and that would have made more sense give bishimon a break i mean they've been hitting this joint for a hot minute you know if somebody else everybody else is waiting to hit this joint too bishimon <laughs> so i mean damn you know it's time to pass the joint that's the only reason i felt like it it would have been four stars if TMDK would have won the match. Mm-hmm. I just I bumped it because this just felt like same old shit. That, unfortunately, and that's a knock against the booking. That's Gato versus TMDK. I thought the match was solid. Yeah, TMDK is fine is a, match. Yeah, I mean, it, once again, commentary filling in holes. I didn't know. I didn't know that they were the tag team of the year. They were like the last, you know, foreign. Uh, tag team that won tag team of the year across the pond. I was like, okay, shit, that's yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, so I mean, and that's I that's guess was, was that like, when okay. they were in Noah? Sounds right, yeah, yeah. And they won they won tag team of the year, and I was like, okay, shit, this makes sense. They need to go ahead and put these jokers over. They still didn't. So at this point, I'm not sure what's next for TMDK. It's like, would you even want to see them win World Tag League and run this match back again? No, I don't really. No. But that's why I think we talked about when this match was announced. I think one of them pinned one of the Bishamon guys in like a multi-man tag. And it's like, we're doing this again? I think it would have made more sense to give any other team this title shot and then have TMDK win World Tag League and get the shot that way and then win it that way. I thought that would have been a nice path for them. But alas, here we are. Is is part of the problem that any other team doesn't exist? I mean, I guess, did, yeah. We I, just yeah. named really two. I can't really know. think of the time. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a World Tag League coming up here. Yeah, um, but I mean, a lot, I think a lot of this is going to be, you know, thank God, you know, we can get other, you know, imported teams in. But I would almost assume that half of this, let's just say it's a 12-team tournament. Half of them have to be from outside of New Japan, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess we got both. Well, they're doing a junior and a heavyweight, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can get more junior teams, probably. I mean, ELP and Hikaleo, aren't they challenging for the strong type? Like, that's a new, fresh team that I'm somewhat interested in, I guess. (laughs) 
know you ain't. You know you ain't. Stop. I mean, I love ELP and, you know, Hikaleo is Hikaleo. I you, think you it's laugh, a... You laugh trying to get through that sentence. Don't even sniff it. Lie to yourself. What about G-O-D? We haven't seen them tag up in forever. Obviously, they've won the belt seven times and we don't really need it. And Tom has been much better <laughs> as a singles guy and Tangaloa stinks. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a dearth of tag teams right now. Um, yeah. The time to put TMD tmdk over and they did not all right let's get this uh this one i really wanted to get out of the way first but as you know we go backwards on a psp this unfortunately has to be talked about so let's talk about it uh show versus tai chi for the never never open weight championship kop dub i'm sorry Oh yeah, KOPW. I'm sorry, because the stipulation is KOPW shit, and this is was yeah, it was this to me takes a step back. House of torture and just five guys handcuffed together in pairs. (laughs) So I'm seeing this step for like the first time, and I'm like, okay, how can House of Torture get out of this? Because you Mm -hmm. know they're going to get out of this. It's just how does it happen? This. Abe, that was my biggest problem walking into this match because I knew they were going to get out of it. How are they going to get out of it is the problem. Number two is the step itself. Tai Chi and Shingo, I thought, did a really good job of making the KOPW title feel like a wrestling title. Absolutely. This feels like we're going back more towards the Yano over-the-top wrestling steps to well and that's what show is he's just heel yano at this point pretty pretty much when i mean the man hasn't had a serious and we know how great he is or how great he can be be. but when's the last time we saw a serious match from years uh when he turned on yo yeah and that, that honestly that's pretty much just the heel yano at this point which is just so unfortunate and now with Kanemaru flipping, like House of Torture just gets that much more strength. It's like, we've all just been waiting for the day that this is going to end. And now, to me, the end is nowhere near. It's not that I thought it was in sight anyway, but now it's even further down the line. I was getting ready to say, that ain't the uh, the, the end of the tunnel. That's a truck at the end of the tunnel. We yeah. just got hit. How surprised <laughs> were you were that Kanemaru flipped on just five guys? Very surprised. Me too. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, not one bit, which in that sense, kudos. You know, I no matter what, I enjoy being caught off guard when watching wrestling. And yeah, I definitely didn't see that coming. And I thought it was well done. You know, back to him sustaining seemingly the Vince McMahon bump your leg against the apron collapse injury, which I assume was all fake. At this point, I mean, that's what the announcers were saying. Obviously, he seemed to be moving around okay. He was doing moves and shit. And then he comes out, crowd goes nuts because they think he's going to help Tai Chi, gets the liquor and spits it in Tai Chi's face and show is just smile. So I thought the execution was done very well. Yeah. But fuck Connemaro. I'm pissed <laughs> off. But what a year. He was having such a great year. Um, you know, obviously, he's a veteran, been around forever, but. This has probably been one of his best years in New Japan. He had great match with Hiromu, some great tag matches with Doki early in the year. I think one against Catch 2-2 that I thought was excellent. Um, but yeah, it's uh, 
it's a shame. And uh sucks that they have one more guy. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm at least like, um, no, I'm not intrigued, but not at all. The nah. ref bump to set it up, it's ref bump powder, and then that's when the kind of like the, the scrum comes starts to happen. Connemaro comes out. I'm like, okay, this is perfect. You know, Tausa torture is kind of getting you know, getting free of their, you know, whoever's, they're still handcuffed at this point. I'm like, okay, there's still a chance. Here comes Connemaro. And the next thing you know, I'm like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> they got my ass again. I think Azar watched it like a day later and on our text thread out of nowhere, he just said like, <laughs> wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Something like, like when that message came through, I'm like, yep, he just watched the Connemaro. Because he loves Connemaro too. And- <laughs> I, and that I knew he would have a strong reaction to that. And yeah, wait, what the fuck? I'm like, man, just when I thought you were out there pulling us back in, I gave it three and two quarter, three and a quarter stars. It gets the bump for the Connemaro, you know, bump at the end. But outside of that, same old house of torture bullshit. I am so sick of them. This just means we're going to see more of them in more kinds of ways with more kinds of fuckery whiskey of the japanese variety involved in it. Get, get ready for show and Connemaro in junior tag league I'm that's going to be was a blast thinking that. yeah that's going to be say, a fucking blast isn't it ass. no it is not that's going to suck ass <laughs> is what it's going to suck you know that's the one thing i didn't want to see seeing them at the end with just now four guys you know on the ground i was just Hopefully like you Damn. saved your merch <laughs> That's going to be a collector's item or anybody that's got just five guys. I just I knew right then. I was like, man, these jokers ain't going nowhere. They are going to be a thorn in my ass for the next four months going the rest of the way to the end of 2023 and obviously going into 2024. Um, it, I'm, I'm done with that. Okay, so just undercard <laughs> um, guys that won, matches that were had. Uh, Big Teats, we just talked about him earlier. He and ZSJ beat Ishii and Okada. I gave it four, uh, three and a half stars. I'm sorry. Leo Rush and Yo. Leo Rush coming back uh, after a heel run in Impact. Uh, didn't even seem like it even happened. He and Yo beat Bushi and. Uh, I think he still had a, just in like the entrance with like the big jacket. I thought the presentation was a little more healy in New Japan than it had been previously. What? But he if wasn't watch, really like acting much like a hero. Right, and that's but. where I was going with it. If you watch Impact, Impact, yeah, he he's a flat out heel in oh, Impact, yeah. and I was one, and that was kind of like one of the running stories coming over that he, uh, Chris Charlton was like, you know, mentioning the fact that he was a heel in Impact and how this would possibly impact, for lack of a better term, his relationship. Yo, would it mean anything? And in this case, obviously, it didn't. He They're made, a great team. They are they, a great they, team. They won World Tag League last, or Super Junior Tag League last year. And stole my thunder. I was yeah. going to say that that's another reason why I was kind of you know curious to see. Gave Yo some life, that's for sure. Give him something, that's for damn sure. They beat uh, Hiromu and Bushi. Uh, G.O.D., Hikaleu, uh, Jado, and E.O.P. beat um, Bullet Club minus uh, Connors and Maloney. Dan Maloney and uh, Car Connors beat Kevin Knight and Tiger Mask, but that ultimately is not going to matter. We'll talk about that in a second. And Sonata Doki and uh, Taka, surprisingly, uh, they beat 
uh, Dick Togo, Yujiro, and Evil, but obviously House of Torture gets their revenge in the end. So ultimately, that doesn't even matter. Let's kind of jump a little bit ahead to the 9th of October. That's the next big show coming up with a bunch of title matches highlighted by Evil versus Sonata. Obviously, Evil (laughs) is running around with possession. If nine-tenths of possession is the law in the United States, then evil is your current WGP uh, heavyweight Eighth eighth world champ. Yeah, Yeah, we know that. I I love Sonata coming out. I am seventh champ with the belt (laughs) graphic. You better do something because you sure ain't got that belt. All right, we're going to put feet to the fire. Who you got? Sonata's got to win. Sonata's got to win. I mean... We ain't running to Wrestle Kingdom main event with evil. I'm just, I'm sorry. We just can't. We can't. We can't, right? <laughs> is that your heart of heart speaking, or is that what you really think is going to happen? I really do think Sonata's going to win. I, agree. I mean, especially with evil carrying that belt around. He already lost to him in the G1, looked like a little bitch. Sonata ain't going down. He's, no, I think it's. I think he's surpassed transitional champion at this point. I know I had said like we'll see if he loses it before. I mean, I still think there's gonna be there is like a big November show, right? I think last year they called it Battle power Autumn. Struggle. It used to be Power Struggle. So I feel like there's gonna be one more defense, and I feel like there's still a small chance he could lose it. But I think we're looking at Sonata Naito, which is. You know, on paper, far from the sexiest Wrestle Kingdom main event we've ever seen. But, you know, Sonata's had a very nice year. You know, absolutely. He's been a worthy champion. There's obviously a boatload of history here, even though there hasn't really been much, you know, dissension. I know we kind of ran through all the LIJ, just five guys, like feud, you know, which seemed endless for a while. But these two, there's not a lot of bad blood, so I'd be you know, I'd want to see something more in the build to Wrestle Kingdom, but yeah, I think that's what we're what we're headed to. Uh, Josh Alexander and the Moe City Machine Guns love this. Fly over to love this. New Japan and take on Ishii uh, Tanahashi and Okada love for the so open weight six man titles. I don't even really like the never open weight titles. I shouldn't say that. I guess I don't like the the champions because they don't do a lot for me. Yeah. When I heard this was the match Let's coming go. up, I was like, oh, okay, now, now we're talking. Now we've got my interest. Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley, for those who don't watch Impact, first of all, shame on you. Secondly, they have a title match coming up for Bound for Glory. Big match. So Big they have match. a title match where Alex Shelley's the champion, Josh Alexander. Which is a rematch coming. from, it was late last year, or was it earlier this year? I think it was late last year, I think it was right? late last year. Which was somehow Shelley's first world championship opportunity. Um, obviously, Alexander won that match. was a fucking excellent match in one of the best title reigns we've seen over the past few years. Josh Alexander, unfortunately, just shy of a year or two. Um, nonetheless, now you have those two in a six man. So I'm curious to see that yep. dynamic. More so you machine guns, obviously one of the best. Tag and teams. Saban is the current X division champ champion. after beating Leo Rush, which was another very good match. I wouldn't be surprised to see Leo Rush get involved in some form or fashion, whether it's uh, during the match or post-match. 
Um, I think that's going to be very interesting to watch as well. You know what else is? Tell me. My prediction that I said in our text group of perhaps this is when Yuya Uemura shows back up into New Japan after getting the pink slip in the Feaster fired match. So he is officially gone. Well, I guess they're going to have like a the, celebration. Yeah, tonight or is the, um, which will be interesting. The farewell but ceremony for Yuya Uemura. Clock um, is ticking. We've yeah, talked about, going, we've talked about, about that this the other year day. before. I was like, you know. The knife feels about right. He can fly over. He can He's got the impact in. ties already. And like I said, I think it would not shock me one bit if we get Okada versus Uemura at Wrestle Kingdom. What's Okada doing right now? He's a six-man champ. That He's not going to be in a six-man match at Wrestle Kingdom. Obviously, he gave him the extra drop kick out the door when Uemura went. So that's something Azar and I have had in our heads since that moment. I was thinking more power struggle than anything else, but it, I mean, if talk you about do, if you want to do Wrestle Kingdom, I let's mean, go. Maybe uh, he if I I think he probably it's probably more likely of him show if if the Wrestle Kingdom thing is going to happen, which I think there's a good chance of it. Um, he probably debuts at Power Struggle. I think that's what Jay White did when he came back. Feels right, yeah. And then he got Tanahashi at that Wrestle Kingdom. So it's kind of a similar Okada, the true ace of the company at this point, not the champion. Right. Granted, I think Tanahashi was intercontinental at that point, but he wasn't the main champ. Jay White challenges him coming back off excursion. The formula's there. And like I said, when he had his last, Uemura's last match was against Okada. And after the match, Okada gave him an extra drop kick and walked his ass out the ring. So receipts are coming and like i said azar and i have been thinking about this for a very long time i'm gonna be bummed if he does if he comes back and doesn't go straight for okada especially kind of how we've seen suji come back granted this isn't a title match in the main event of the second biggest show of the year but you give him okada at wrestle kingdom third from the top fourth from the probably third from the top i can't imagine okada being below that let's fucking cook baby yeah, uh, Renarita coming back. Uh, well, I'm about to think of Shota Umino. I apologize. Uh, Shota coming back. He went out. And I think Ren versus Shota is happening at Wrestle Kingdom. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that 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 you just can't keep them two jokers apart. No. Um, and- ELP, Hikuleu versus Kid and Coughlin. Uh, that's for the New Japan uh, tag titles. Uh, I'm sorry, the New Japan strong Strong. tag titles. I think War Dogs retain here. I would think so as well. It should be good. Yeah, I think it should be good. Uh, I just don't, there's no reason in the world to take it off. Gabe Kitt's the fucking man. So let's just keep, let's let's let him keep going. Hickaway who can go chase after whatever title that they don't give a shit about. I'm I'm sorry. I still, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what happened to the G1. I'm not on, I'm not on team Hickaway yet. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. He's shown flashes. I mean, I I still, by far the best match is his Jay White match from earlier this year. And that was not really because of him. Even he had a nice performance. Don't get me wrong. I went four, seven, five on that match. I fucking loved it. But Jay White's a king. We talked about that off here too. Um, yeah, look at this, bitch. Look at this, bitch. <laughs> Tama Tonga, uh, David Finley for the Never Openweight Championship. I'm kind of um, over this. I think they just did it just for 
they haven't built anybody else up for David Finley. I would have to. He's know, only back. defended against Tama, and or I guess he hasn't. Def- he won it against Tama when he fucking squashed his ass. Tama did beat Tama David beat him Finley. in the G one. So I'm there. Just, you go. I was going to say I can't think of anybody else that beat David Finley. I would have. I, to, I we talked a little bit about Finley earlier. I love the War Dogs. I love everything they're doing, but I want some fresh feuds. I think Finley beats Tama, and then we move. He's forward. gotta. That would be my guess. Um, a nice little triple threat, aka the Bill Vagy special, more BFR reference. Uh, Leo Rush versus Mike Speedball, very Bailey mm-hmm. versus Romu Takahashi. Hasty could be the show stealer here. This could be the the match that steals the whole show. I mean, yep. just looking at it, there's some good matches on the card. Don't get me wrong, but I got high expectations for this. You know what's not going to steal the show? Evil versus Sonata. <laughs> I think this or the six man will be the best match of the night, probably. Intriguing in the sense that obviously Mike Bailey has a, a win over Hiromu. Uh, Leo Rush snuck back door in, and now he's in the match against Bailey and Hiromu, getting a win over Hiromu as well. I think that was at the the junior uh, tag festival. Am I, am I saying that right? Am I thinking that right? Or was that something else? It was just called the All Star Junior Festival. Okay. But- Bailey, uh, you said Bailey over Hiromu? That was uh that was G1, G1 right? or not yeah. G1, but uh best of super junior. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, G1 shit, I wish. Uh <laughs> but then uh Leo gets in with a, I think there was a tag team match, him and uh Trey. Um, oh yeah. I kind of uh, forgot about Hiromu that. and someone else. I can't think of Hiromu's tag well, It wasn't that. the all-star junior fest because that's <laughs> when Hiromu was in the cheesecake cup. So it must have been a different show. Multiverse right? United. Yeah, that's it. That's it's it. Multiverse United, too. We never talked about that, but yeah. that's how Romu and uh, well, that's how Leo sneaks into this. But yeah, right this match, match right? is going to be fucking great. I, I expect high shit from that. Kushida, Kevin Knight versus Dan Maloney and uh, Clark Connors. Um, I'm down for this. Kevin think- Knight's had a nice little run of late getting to the finals of that all-star junior excellent match in a loss. I think against Mike Bailey, probably the best Kevin Knight match to date. Um, I don't think, did we talk about that show on we here at all? Not. I, okay. I haven't had a chance to watch it. So that's oh, okay. We haven't wa- it was, we a, it was a very it. fun show and that match was the main event and Kevin Knight was put over hard in a loss. So, Oh, that's Again, I'm life. sticking with the War Dogs here. Um, Connors and Maloney are just so fucking great. But I mean, Dan. Con- oh, I'm sorry, Clark Dan Connors. Connors. Is, yeah, right. He's a little over the top, but Maloney is just yeah so far gone. I mean, how many times did they say fuck or throw the middle finger up in that six minute match to open that show? Okay, a lot. fifty plus. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Um, it is a little too much at times, but like I'm still here for it. I, no, I, you. They're trying to get heat. I'm, I ain't mad at you for trying to get heat. You just sometimes, you know, just instead of ten, eight works too. Um, one thing we haven't talked about was this best of seven uh, six man match I'll, between. I'll admit I have not watched any but match one, which was a surprise because as a best of seven, thirty minute draw. Yeah, wouldn't you want to book it as one team wins? <laughs> but then it's not a best of seven. Yeah, it? that is kind of so weird. I guess the maybe first the first of four now. What? 
I yeah, don't get it. unless they draw again. And it's not the best of seven. And it's, you know, well, it could be. You have two draws, and then each team wins two. So each team is two, one, or I'm confused. See what I mean? <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. If, you, if you just would have just let Nagata's team win the first one at home, we wouldn't have had this problem. But if you watch, there's been two more since then. Yeah, I'm, it's only been one more. This will be okay. the third match. Okay, um, gotcha. So Who won the strong, second one? Strong style won the second one. So they're up 1 0 and 1 draw. <laughs> just so weird to say. Just should be just 1 1 and be done with it. Neither here no, nor I, here. Okay, here's what it, each team is 2 2 and 2 going into the finals. Two wins, two losses, two draws. That's how you do it at this point. But yeah, it's a stupid decision. Yeah, I just it didn't, it made no sense. The match was good, I thought. Right. I was just like, draw, okay, we I, I gave it four stars. Like, it was a good, fun match. But yeah. I just assumed like this would be like, okay, in 26 minutes, one team or the other was going to win, and that didn't happen. So. Neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, I got everything. Uh, anything else New Japan related you want to talk about? That Let's I get or- the rest of those Royal Quest matches because there was some interest here. I'm pulling it up right now. And then just aside from that, let's just talk a little Kevin Kelly and just how fucking great he's been for this product and mm. for the English fans. And mm. yeah, what a. And where you saying you saying yeah. everything I was already gonna say. I'm gonna Straight miss up. him. No, yeah, without question. Now, this was a scenario, like I said, when I first came in, it was about Kevin Kelly. And I didn't Just recognize the, edu- the education, you know, and obviously Chris Charlton, a huge part of that as well. But Kevin Kelly clearly does his homework. Shout out Chris Samsa, sport of pro wrestling.com. Because yeah, he right, hooks that motherfucker name. up with everything. But I mean, to tell you, it, it, all the stats that he uh, Chris Chris Samson comes up with, Kevin Kelly just you know magically weaves them in into conversation as the the, the course of the match comes you up. Just him know he truly he just cares, Kevin Ke- like he just cared so much about the product, about people understanding what was going on, and just he's just so great. He, to sacrifice how he has had to sacrifice with wife and kid mm-hmm. and flying back and forth to go through, you know, the COVID era with New Japan and yep. still wanting to stay. Kevin so, Kelly was WWE, and I never realized that until, you know, about a year in. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, he was a wait, common WWE reference. I'm he like, was oh. common for, like, he was a backstage interviewer a lot, right. and The Rock would just demolish him. him. <laughs> and then that's why I did like a, a YouTube dive on, you know, Kevin Kelly backstage in WWE. I'm like, Oh, that was that. That's the same Kevin to see where he was to where he is yeah. now. And I'm not saying that Michael Cole is basically the same kind of concept. And I'm not saying that Michael Cole's on that same level to me. He's not, I think it's Kevin Kelly and everybody else. But Cole has gotten a hell of a lot better in the last. Oh five, yeah. Six years. The, the bloodline. I guess Angle wouldn't feel nearly as big if, Ke- if Kevin Kelly, if Michael Cole wasn't doing it and he wasn't getting over the top and just the way he's built up Roman Reigns, the bloodline, this whole thing. I'll give Michael Cole his credit. He, to me, he's not Kevin Kelly. Did they march down the same path? Hell yeah. But they ain't no, nowhere near the same kind of commentator. 
Yeah, and don't get me wrong. It's been nice hearing Kevin on Collision, and I think he called like a handful of matches on All Out. So I love hearing him in AEW, no doubt, but he will he will definitely be missed, that's for sure. I know I'm it's looking it up. I know they announced a replacement. It was a name. I, or no, they didn't. It was like a rumored thing. I know Super Jcast tweet. Okay, Walker Stewart will be the new English voice of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I remember I started looking him up and then got sidetracked. So That's usually how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> but he has a pro wrestling wiki profile. He... Where does he... Huh. Okay. Looks like he did stuff for Empire Pro Wrestling in Oklahoma. So he's not really like a big name by any means. Um, hmm, interesting. Okay, yeah, I just wasn't Very sure if maybe he was with like, I don't really watch MLW or obviously there are plenty of others. So kind of a relative unknown here. Um, he's a big dude, 6'6", 320. So I wonder if he's maybe wrestled in the past or something, but... If he hadn't, you know, he might have missed his calling. Holy shit, it says it says he was born April 25th, 2002, which means he's 21? Is that right? <laughs> oh, wait, man. no, no, hang on, hang on. That's no. what this wrestling or wiki, like pro wrestling wiki says. <laughs> I don't know. Over Chris Charlton? Well, no, I assume Charlton will be the color guy. Like, I think he'll be there still. Yeah, like, yeah. I just assumed this that be, Chris Charlton this, was being groomed. He was I mean, he had on over. Yeah, he had been doing some play by play and was pretty good. But uh, again, this was just a tweet from Super Jcast from five days ago. But they're they've got sources. They have broken news before. I have not listened to their most recent episode, which they put one out this week, so I'm sure they talk about it. But, yeah, Walker Stewart might be 21 years old. <laughs> I guess we'll God see, God though. If that is the case and he's 21 and he's going to do commentary for New Japan. Why can't we get that fucking job? I was just going to say, he's the four-leaf. <laughs> Who the fuck are you, Walker Stewart? <laughs> Six six three twenty. I bet you can't take us. I was about to say, yeah, it's gonna be us. <laughs> it ain't just gonna be one of us. You are gonna have to take us both out. I got his kneecap, motherfucker. <laughs> well, assuming this is true, regardless of age, I hope he's good, and uh, yes. I'm at least intrigued to hear it. And yeah, I mean, Chris Charlton's still gonna be there, and he's just the no, best. He'll, he'll so. definitely. Fill in the blanks when needed. Uh, did you but, find the Royal uh, yes? Quest? Royal Quest is October fourteenth, and the I five think. matches. So we already mentioned Osprey ZSJ. We've got yet another installment of Shingo Ishii. Pretty much a four and a half star floor there. Um, this is an interesting one: Tanahashi, Kingston, and Michael Oku, who's in Rev Pro, who's very good mm -hmm. against Hanare, Jeff Cobb, and TJP. This match gets me really hard from having recently seen Luke Jacobs, and I'd never seen him before, versus Yota Suji. You mentioned that Luke Jacobs uh, Ishii match. I'm not phenomenal. Yet and then I went back and watched him versus Osprey from earlier this February. 
also very good. I went four and a half on that, four seven five on the Ishii. Yeah, we're gonna have to sneak a Luke Jacobs match in because one would think that these two have crossed paths in Rev Pro previously. So if not, then okay, fair enough. But it, this this could get real intriguing. Yeah, this should be very good. And then the last one, which is an intriguing match in and of itself, El Desperado versus Trent Seven. Huh. Yeah. I haven't seen Trent Seven in a while, obviously. He had that one like, AEW appearance. I think he wrestled Mox, maybe. That sounds right, yeah. I think he, or Orange Cassidy. It was, it, it it was one been. or the other. I, I think it was for a title. Yeah, but anyway. It was on AEW TV. But um, another potential sign. Like, Trent Seven's a heavyweight. Mm. You know, Desperado. We've talked about it before. Could he get that bump? I want to see it. But. I think it might be almost asking a little much to have Trent Seven do the job for Despy in this scenario. But yeah, I think Despy wins. Yeah, let's go. Let's fucking go. All right, let's see. <laughs> but five pretty solid matches here. Yeah, to start this card, I was going to so. say I'm not sure if this is going to be pay per view on New Japan or not. I would assume. I would assume so as well. So. Um, yeah, uh, if it's not PSP 15, it'll be PSP 16. We'll be definitely talking about World Quest 3 oh, in yeah. a next couple of episodes. Did we miss anything else on New Japan? I don't think so. All right, uh, let's jump on over to Noah for a little bit. Um, we want to do the Mara Fuji 25th anniversary any, show. Any of the undercard matches that you want to talk about? I'm pulling it up right now. I'm pulling it up right now. Two I'll things. Start. One, the eight-man tag, because you had specifically, or I know it might have been the second show, but this one, it's Daiki Inaba, Fujita, Manabu Soya, the man, and Kitamiya, again, defeating the real team of Hideki, Suzuki, Saxon, Suxley, Taniguchi, Timothy Thatcher. But the highlight here, too, one, Fujita's been bringing out these energy drinks a lot, and... They had like a team energy drink, and like at one point, Soya didn't. He, was this the match where he was like pounding them? And like, <laughs> obviously, he started doing the Ultimate Warrior, which carried over to the next show as well. Oh, and shit. I think, I think something in this match, there was like the I can't remember which team was like doing the jumping up and down, and one the of the other team. guys like. And I think Soya or Fujita like got it. Over, yeah, yeah. Like, like, that killed me too. <laughs> yeah. So that was very funny. And then the, not the semi-main, third from the top, Keno and Psycho Clown defeating El Ijo del Dr. Wagner Jr. and Lance Anawaii by DQ because Wagner pulled off Psycho Clown's mask and Stuart Fulton even just said, oh, he's just turned heel. <laughs> Which I thought was fucking great. But oh, no. I just wanted to met because it was a different side of Wagner that we've seen. He's been pretty never much seen a pure baby face. Right. Noah. Crowd fucking loves him. He was getting booed that night and was still ultimately the baby face in the title match. I, I would say, because he got his mask ripped off. Um, <laughs> but this just added some more fuel to that. And I didn't really know the history of psycho clown winning Dr. Wagner Sr.'s mask. So there's, and then I guess Psycho on, Clown. Uh, PSP was, on our uh, Twitter page uh, 
I did a retweet of monthly monthly parades who did a really good article on that. And that was a nice okay. little a retweet on that. So if you, uh, if you're not following us on uh, Twitter, first off, shame on you. Secondly, Clearly I'm not. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not really. I'm barely ever. You're, you're on barely Twitter on. Anymore. Yeah, you're barely on social media, so you have the excuse. Right. Um, I should be though, because that's I'm probably missing a lot of great shit. Uh, <laughs> now, in this scenario, it, it's this is this got me. I was already interested in the match itself, but then when I read the article from uh, Monthly Parazu, I was like, oh. It told the backstory how these two families had beef to begin with, and now mm-hmm. it fast forwards up to where you have uh, <laughs> Dr. Wagner Jr. over there ripping the mask. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, why is he over here just, you know, yeah, I mean, on a whole different level? I mean, he was healing it up oh, to yeah. a level that I hadn't seen, before. he was mad, like, oh. yeah. I just didn't understand why. And then I read, went back and read this article, like. Oh, so yeah, and that's why you mad mad. Psycho Clown was 4-0 against him as well going into the title match. So, anywho, but let's talk the main event, the dream match. I know that term gets used way too much, but for Will Ospreay, this truly this was, was a, dream match. a dream match. 23-03. I had initially said, mm, am I going to bump this up to five? And you and Azar both like, it was four and a half. And I'm like... <laughs> It was four seven five, but <laughs> it was not as good as Osprey Suji, but it was pretty damn close. I mean, it just lacked like the drama and intensity because we knew this was more of a I don't want to say friendly, but kind of like in soccer, like there's no yeah, bad bl- like, yeah. this was a match just to have a match because Will Osprey, this is his idol growing up. I thought it was interesting in the pre-match package he said about 70% of his offense was inspired by Mara Fuji makes sense when you watch the guy. And I know you haven't seen a ton of his like older stuff. We of course watched the famous match with Kenta together, which is incredible, but another turn back the clock, even more so performance than his match against Jake Lee for the title a few months ago. I was just had a big smile on my face watching this the whole time. I think, you know how much I love Mara Fuji um the old stuff especially but i still love the guy i've said before i think he and kenta have definitely kind of inspired been the two biggest that have kind of inspired this modern style the likes of osprey and kenny omega Takeshita, go down the line you know right. kind of a mix of high flying strike speed power um yeah, there was one spot in this. You know how I, I don't even know how to describe it, but Osprey does it often where he like does like a flipping weird counter and then he gets you into a power bomb that's always great. Well, this was the first time I ever saw that get countered and Mara Fuji countered it into a cutter. And I'm just right. like, what the fuck Rock was that? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I think like there was what, a big Spider Man uh, meme where they yeah. two Spider Mans and they're both pointing at each other. Yep. He it's did the, looking in the mirror. but I think it's called the Shernui, which is like a, a sliced bread where you do like the inverted, like flip over onto the apron. Again, I, w- I had hoped to rewatch both this and the Suji match, but I did not because I know I'm missing a lot of shit. But like I said, I was just giddy like a little kid watching this. I loved every second of it. I think that's in my head. I'm like, that was a five-star match, which again, it, <laughs> 
it just lacks a little bit of the stakes and the drama and intensity to kind of really take it to that point. But the, the action alone was so fucking good. Yeah, and it, it, just it was a post- four star four as far as I'm concerned now. Oh. From that point, you know, what you the guys post match with Will showing respect and vice versa. I thought it was all great. Um and yeah, this is just a like you said, another check on the bedpost of what feels like the Will Osprey goodbye tour from Japan. A little bit, um, a little bit. Uh I, I still I gave it four and a half. I'm sticking to it. Um I always wondered why I liked Marafuji. And now seeing this match, it makes more sense. He it's Will Ospreay just, you know, 20 years beforehand. And I haven't really seen a lot of the Marafuji older matches and that all this did was now I'm at a point where, you know, miraculously I'm caught up with all my wrestling, you know, required and otherwise. So now it's impossible. It does feel impossible sometimes, (laughs) but no, I'm, I'm I kind of feel pretty caught up currently myself. Yeah. I was like, I was watching law and order SVU like four hours last night. I'm like, man, this is great. So so this is what real life is all about. This is what people talk about when you like, Jason, you should get a life. Oh, something else besides wrestling, you fucking Mark. Um, so in this scenario, I was just curious to, to see them in action and just see them as the, as mirror opposites in this scenario. I thought this was really good. Like I said, I gave it four and a half. It probably could have went four, seven, five if there was actual stakes to it. If they wanted to put the, the title on the line, you could have did that as well. But like you said, this was a really good soccer friendly with two. It was an exhibition match. It with two really but good, as good like, of Real an exhibition match. Yeah. Like, we ain't got nothing. We ain't got yep. nothing on the line. We're just going to roll the ball out and just let you guys play and yep. let guys pay to watch you play an exhibition game. And that's what this was. But yeah, this all this did for me was just reaffirm. I'm sorry, other side. Will is him. <laughs> that motherfucker right there, number two. I just really want to go back and watch more of Marafuji's older matches where he's a junior, he goes from junior to heavy, and watch that transformation unfold. Let's jump on over to the Grand Ship in Nagoya. That was the 24th of this month. Uh, Five title matches. We talked about a couple, but let's just go PSP style. Let's start with the one that we want to talk about the most 2106 bell to bell jake lee retains again over geo shiozaki i gave it four and a quarter stars um me too i thought this was a really good match to me when i have that sinking feeling in a match where i'm like oh man this isn't you know i wanted shiozaki to kind of win as the match was going on because (laughs) he was just standing with jake lee jake made go look like a million bucks not saying he takes a lot of work but it made me get invested in the match mm-hmm. when he hits the moonsault and jake kicked out i was like son of a bitch <laughs> that's it yeah this ain't gonna happen tonight jake lee retains like i said 2106 uh kennel comes out well actually in jake lee fashion yeah he, he calls him kennel out, out and says, I want a piece of that because... And I don't know what Keno said, but he was mad. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I wish that, you know... Fuck you! I beat you, you bitch! I'm better than you! You suck! Yeah, essentially, I'm sure (laughs) something along those lines came out of that. And, uh, you know, this is why I I wish they had subtitles or commentary was just 
fast enough to keep up with Keno, but Keno was not trying to. Oh, he was spouting, let, dude. Yeah, he was not trying to give anybody any time to translate <laughs> shit. So you got two parts. Talk about the match itself, and then talk about Keno versus Jake Lee. Yeah. Uh, also, four and a quarter. Surprised it only went 21 minutes and commentary even mentioned Imagine like this is going to be long. You know, a lot of Jake Lee's matches have been longer. So I'm actually glad it was not super long just to be long. Um, but yeah, obviously I had picked go on the last show, uh, but I'm certainly not surprised by any means. Jake Lee, we know, has been on a hell of a run. Um I guess Keno in the N1 is the only time he's lost, I think, been pinned, right? Yeah, a uh, c- couple of draws, but the one yeah. flat-out loss was to Keno. He's probably lost in some tags where he didn't get pinned, I think. But regardless, that was his first actual loss. He retains here, but yeah, um happy that it was kind of a shorter, faster pace. You know, obviously, Jake working on Go's arm I thought was effective. Go working on the legs. Um, cause obviously he's finishers the kick and yeah, when he hit that kick at the end too, like part before he connected in my head, I'm like, Go's going to kick out of this shit. He's got to kick out of this shit. And when he connected, nope, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> the he fucking hammered him with that. Oh no. This yeah. Is it. Oh, damn. But you mentioned he busted out the perfect Kobashi moonsault. He hit the Misawa Emerald Flosion. So calling back to the old Noah legends of the past. And uh, yeah, just wasn't enough to beat Jake Lee, who has uh, not been unbeatable, as we just said, but pretty damn close to it. And um, yeah, I thought this was a very worthy title match. Um, you know, it didn't. Like we said, it didn't really get to that next level epic, but still very, very good. And I like that you said that, you know, as the match went on, Go kind of made you want him to win. And I think at his best, he is, you know, that title run he had in 2020, that was him. Just pure baby face energy. I've said it before. Kenta Kobashi's probably the greatest baby face of all, all time. And that was his mentor. Oh, come on. I just cut out there for a second, but I'm back. No, nope, you're good. You're good. You're good. Are you you're there? Good. You're good. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. That was surprisingly the first issue we've had all day, but my feed cut out there for a second. <laughs> yeah, Tanahashi. <laughs> Tanahashi's always had that aspect as well. Obviously, he's kind of on beyond the back nine at this point, but. Yeah, I, I go is such a great baby face, and we definitely saw that here, even in a losing effort. But <clears throat> I mean, I want to say Keno is going to beat Jake Lee, but I don't know if he is, especially given that he's already he's the only person to beat him to put him over twice. Maybe a little much, but I would love to see Keno win, given that last year he won the belt and gave it right back with no title defenses, like every other champion of last year there, but. Uh, now we're cleaning that up, baby. I'm going to pick Jake Lee as of as we sit right now. I mean, maybe that changes. I don't think they've announced the date of the match. Yet. I was looking at uh, that for that the other day. It's really more about Nakajima. Uh, yeah, in his true. last match. Uh, it's that will run us through October because, like we said, that's the 28th. So I'm assuming this might be 
sometime in November, maybe. November. Uh, I don't think they can wait until 2024. No, um, no, no. I know they do a big show on uh, yeah on the New first. Year's, I uh, mean, first. I don't think you can wait that long. I don't think so either. But shit, I don't want to wait that long. But if who who challenges then? You know, I don't know. Let's not get too far ahead yet because Keno could very Keno, well win. To me, Keno's the next challenger. You know, date and time to be determined. Yeah, well, and I'm, I guess I meant, let's say Jake Lee wins. Yeah, sets up man, a match man, on the one show, but right. And let's let's be honest, losing Nakajima is a big loss for Noah. When you start but, to think of the big picture like this, as yeah. a company, then I remember I brought up this was months ago. Um, Super J cast to get had had like the guy on that does like their Noah show and was talking about just the lack of like young talent that they have kind of the next generation of guys is just not quite there. Like it is for all Japan, like Aoyagi, Yuma Aoyagi, their current champ, I think is 26 or 27. Yuma Anzai, who we saw in the Noah tournament, who's got a very bright future is 23. I know they've got other young up and comers, but Noah, the stables kind of bare. I mean, obviously, Jake Lee's been carrying the belt, the top spot, very, very well. Right. But, yeah, the future of Noah in terms of talent is kind of bleak. So, uh, yeah, Nakajima's – that one's going to hurt him a little bit, I think. More so than uh, they probably wanted to lead on. But time shall tell. Uh, going backwards, the surprising semi-main event well, – I shouldn't say surprising, but considering uh, – the psycho clown the heo match. Yeah, I, I was I was pretty surprised that that wasn't the semi main, and this was because Hyatt because yeah. stinks. Not my favorite Hyatt <laughs> match, and uh, unfortunately, it was another match that I thought uh, Yoshioka was going to win, and unfortunately, did that was not the case. Eighteen forty eight bell to bell, uh, Yoki Osha loses to Hyatt and. Uh, like I said, 18 minutes. I gave this 375. Um, Ita, I'm sorry, not Ita, but Daga coming out post match to attack Hayato was essentially the post match uh, angle coming out of that. That doesn't really do a lot for me per se. Daga is who he is. I get it for their storyline purposes, but him coming out, uh, him destroying uh, Miyawaki. Earlier on, I was like, okay, they just didn't put that out there for no reason. Yeah. Uh, Rio Onward uh, destroyed somebody, I guess, and on that Marifuji um, anniversary show, I think that was less than five minutes. I think it was also Miyawaki. I think it was. Now that I'm thinking about it, and I was like, damn, you know, Miyawaki over here catching that work from both sides. And I was like, well, the Onward squash doesn't mean anything. It just, you know, this is just. Getting him, him, establishing him, you know, get, you know, trying to get fans behind him and all this other shit. For Dog, I was like, okay, this is just doesn't happen for no reason. Chris Ridgeway isn't coming back, it feels like, anytime soon. So this might be, you know, him challenging the, the winner of the uh, the junior title match. And obviously, him stomping out Hayato was that challenge. For me, I thought this was good, not great. Like I said, I gave it 375. Yeah, I'm probably more like three and a quarter. Yoshioka, fun to watch, you know, but doesn't really do a ton for me. Hayata does really nothing for me. 
yeah, let's move on. Although I did, I did see a headline that Yoshioka is stepping away from Noah. Did that come across your radar at all? No. I just happened to see it. I was looking for just like a review of the show to just right. kind of like refresh myself. And I didn't click it, but I saw it. So, I mean, he's not a big enough player that that really has much of an effect. But yeah, I guess it's something. It's something. Because, it, I mean, uh, their junior division isn't exactly the strongest. So, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's a it's more of a depth issue than, you know, we're yeah. taking somebody that. I consider that's great or top echelon their junior division. Um, second match I was really interested in, and we already kind of talked about it leading up to this cycle clown versus heel Dr. Wagner jr. For the national heavyweight title. This was the longest match of the night by one second, 2107 uh, bell to bell. He del Dr. Wagner jr. Retains after getting his math ripped. Heho decides to pull in in his bag of fuckery. He's going low to end up setting up the dub. I gave this four and a half stars, my highest rated oh, wow. match of the I thought this was really, really good. The lead up was to me half the battle. Did you and read then, the article before the match? I read the article. I bet before that the match. probably helped a good amount. I went four stars, but I still thought it was pretty damn good. Um, I think it could have been a little shorter. But like I said, I think Wagner was still the baby face here, despite what he did ahead of time. I mean, once he got his mass ripped and bleeding, you know, the crowd definitely got behind him. I was sure. waiting for that joker to fall off because, I mean, that, that bad boy I mean, it was like off. flapping. <laughs> I was just like, okay, okay I want to watch. But I, don't I wonder do if – I don't remember how he got busted open. I mean, I assume – like, I wonder if he did that to cover his face. A little bit, you know, the, the crimson mask, as they said. Right. and Because, I mean, that motherfucker was off. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was, you know, at least when he first got it ripped open, that was part of the reason why you couldn't see uh, Heo's face really well. But as that, you know, the bleeding stopped, you could kind of see it more and more in the mask. You know, you can always see Heo kind of fit away. kept adjusting it. it, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, man, you know, this is how he's going to lose the tie. That's going to be messed up. He wasn't like, gonna, He wasn't willing to pull an El Desperado and just say, fuck the mask. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was, you know, all bullshit aside. That's what I was kind of waiting for. But I'm not mad. I'm far from it. He, uh, he did what he had to do to get the dub. This he's is coming up on a. He's coming up on a year. If it's not belt. a year, it's coming up on it. He's the I longest. I think it might have been like late October last year. He took it off Funaki. Yeah, I was going to say by days, he's the longest reigning national champion. I just don't think it's been a year. I think it's been just yeah, over Yeah, I think late days. October. But yeah. we talked uh, last time. There was no tease of it. But Soya, you know, he beat him in the tournament. Obviously, he challenged for the belt earlier this year and lost. He's coming off a very hot stretch here. I yeah, I think that's got to be coming pretty soon here. It's Soya time, baby. We got to yeah. make that happen, Kevin. I think he should. It makes it, the build is would be perfect. I'm not expecting him to take Ultimate it off. Ultimate Warrior Part Two. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> him taking it off of Heo Doctor Wagner Jr. would feel right. Yeah, you've gotten Heo over to me now. You can move him up the card. And just slide Manabu Soya in, it would make too much sense. So hopefully, knock on wood, that shit happens. One of my favorite matches of the night, uh, the probably the third one. I, well, I'm more looking forward to the towards the team than themselves, the, itself than anything else. The match itself just happened to be so. 
uh, Alejandro and Ninja Mac versus Dragon Bane and I'm sorry, Alpha Bane and Dragon Wolf for the vacant. So you had it right the first time, Dragon yes, Bane right. and Alpha Wolf. Alpha Wolf. Okay, yeah. um, the vacant uh, Noah Junior tag titles. This is the Chris Chris Ridgeway uh, Daga titles that they did have, but unfortunately, Chris Ridgeway had to step away to deal with life matters, real life shit. So unfortunately, the show must go on. And unfortunately for Chris Ridgeway and Daga, if they're going to come back and take the titles, they're taking it off the team that is draped in freaking gold. Alpha, Alpha Wolf, I'm sorry, Alpha, just try this again. Alpha Wolf, Wolf and Dragon Bane <laughs> have now gotten, I believe this is their fourth child. They came in with three. This will now make four for them. I think they that's right. So much gold running around. It makes undisputed error just jealous from years past i knew this match was going to be off the chain and i said it on twitter that this was going to be a match where anybody in the front row needs to have their head on a swivel because somebody (laughs) is going to fall in their lap at some given point i believe it happened twice the the one spot that we're talking about where the older brother alpha throws dragon bang like literally it seemed like he was up there forever inside the ring, out of the ring. I'm like, I mean, they moved the barricade to make sure not they didn't need to because he, but I understand that. Yeah, yeah, just in case because God but forbid, he just you know, he doesn't have launched his ass and he's up there for like it felt like six months. I'm like, dude, is this Joker ever coming down? One of the best spots of the night. Um, those two teamwork moves, it's different. I mean, the Young Bucks, Aussie Open, you know, are obviously two of the best. You got to put these two guys right with them. It's obviously a different style, more lucha, and really just kind of throwing the, throwing the brother around. But yeah, these two are so fun to watch. Even though Alpha Wolf is not a junior by any yeah, means, yeah, he's other a day fucking that, uh, monster. That's the other thing we need to talk about. Like Leona, Alpha Wolf, uh, Shingo. I'm sure I'm missing one more in this bunch where they were. Juniors, oh, um, Suji Kondo. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna need to see the actual. We need some weigh ins. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, I need to weigh in. I need to see that on videotape before I sit up here and say that any of these guys are juniors. None of these jokers are juniors. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. This this <laughs> was a this was a total fucking spot, spot fest, and I loved every second of it. Yes, sir. Probably I gave it four twenty four. near falls down the stretch. Like we said, great double team moves. Obviously, got to give credit to Alejandro and Ninja Mac as well. I thought they both performed well. I was also four and a quarter. And yeah, just a a blast to watch. And I went back and looked and was correct that Alpha Bane and Dragon Wolf and Ninja Mac actually, but I remembered that. But those two were in that like Lucha six-way scramble that we saw at that Warrior Wrestling show. I'm like, I think those two guys were in it, but I and I remember that was insane because it was yeah. such a tiny ring too for an indie show. God bless. And them. six Good guys thing. just I would love to rewatch. Obviously, we've talked about just that show. Yeah, that, considering that should be a, that should be a watch along. We're on probably on hard cam the majority <laughs> of the show. And <laughs> you ripping the Tom Lawler dance, and we had just met. <laughs> And yeah, I say, and this motherfucker is dancing to Tom Waller. He's crazy. I'm like, I'm here for it, baby. Let's go. <laughs> it was a long drive from St. Louis. I needed to w- w- stretch my legs. But yeah, this uh, was like I said, just a blast. 
Good, yeah, good you fun. said you gave it four and a quarter? Yeah. Right on. Um, in a match that I was definitely thinking about you when it was made and was definitely thinking about you watching it, you had the GLG boys in Jack Morris and Anthony Green versus Saxon Huxley and <laughs> Timothy Thatcher. Uh, that went 17-38 bell to bell. A little surprising it went that long. Um, but you have new tag team champions, which ultimately that's what the most important thing is. Not wasn't a big fan of Saxon now said Suxley because he well now he lost. We, we <laughs> he officially sucks. So at this point, Saxon Suxley. Uh, wasn't a huge fan of him and uh, Timothy Thatcher as a team. I think Timothy Thatcher is way better by himself. That's just me. Uh, this just felt like it, it was Jack and uh, Anthony Green's match to lose. But in my head, I would be lying. When they won, I was like, fuck, does this mean Jake Lee's going to lose? Man, I'm mm. sure. Because <laughs> I'm WWE brainwashed in that oh, yeah. where – if one wins, then the other typically loses. So a part of me was waiting for Jake Lee to kind of lose that back end, but neither here nor there. I thought this match was good, not great. I gave it three seven five. Same. Yeah, I feel like the second half, it definitely picked up in the second half. You know, pace, there were some good near falls. But, yeah, it was fine. Um, I thought it, I was very happy for uh, Jack and Anthony. They showed some real emotion, I think, after that match. Big moment in both of their careers. I think both of their first titles in Noah. You know, they mentioned how Morris had challenged for both the heavyweight and the national titles and came up short. So, And then I loved how they both came out wearing their belts at ringside for the main event as well. I thought that You're was damn tough. right. I just won this yeah. shit. Man, but yeah, like you said, good, not great, but still better than I thought it was going to be. So, uh, yeah. Side note on one Jack Morris, apparently he challenged El Hio, uh Del Wagner Jr. backstage after this. So that will oh. be a national title match. I just saw it. Are, that, that match already happened, right? They're going to run it back. Yeah. Interesting. So this will be uh, – yeah. Well, I think you you, you got to give Psycho Clown a break, you know, have him interfere if you want to do that route. But Where's Sawyer, damn it? I'm, I'm trying to be patient. <laughs> Maybe they save that one for the New Year's show. Yeah, that, I don't just was about to say, Sawyer better win it before uh, Psycho Clown does. Otherwise, we're going to have a fucking problem on our hands. I don't want to see Psycho Clown win it. I want to see Sawyer take it off of Heo. Heo is built it up. Let Sawyer take it off of him. From that point, if you want to do Sawyer versus Psycho Clown, knock yourselves out. I ain't mad at you for it. Uh, speaking of Manabu Sawyer, there was a undercard match that had a little nugget of note oh, that yeah. I wanted to take away from it. Uh, Sawyer, Masa Kitamiya, and Segura defeated Fujita, uh, Suzuki, and Tanaguchi. Not even when we were really talking about the match. The match was what it was. I gave it three and a half stars. The importance was post-match, mm. where you had Daiki Inaba come out from backstage, and he and Soya shake hands. So then, in turn, Soya and Masakita Mia shake hands. Daiki and Masakita Mia shake hands. So now it looks like we have a new faction of guys in this scenario with Masakiya Mia, 
Nike Enema, and Manabu Soya. Thoughts on this new faction, where they go, what's the name, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I mean, I think Soya, obviously, like we said, with everything he's done since the Congo breakup, that man deserves to be running his own faction. I presume he'll be the lead the leader here. Yeah, next question. Um, yeah, I have no idea what the name may be. Hopefully, it's better than Real. Um, but yeah, I would assume maybe they'll add someone else. I mean, a faction three three is a trio. I feel like four is a faction, Fair. but uh. I, there's enough bodies there that they could find whoever. But yeah, it's um mildly intriguing, let's say that. But yeah, I'm as long just, as Matabu is leading it, then then as far as I'm concerned, that's that's all I really need to know about from that point. You know, um, whatever I'm you want to do is whatever you want to do. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Um nothing really else to touch yeah, on. Yeah, I was gonna really say show. think we talked on talked about I mean Noah. Keno and Lance Anawaii against Adam Brooks and Nakajima. Fine little tag. I went three and a half, you know, good little match, but nothing to write home about. And yeah, I'd say let's uh, move on to some stardom. So obviously the the running argument between myself and Mr. Jager is how mid is mid when it comes to stardom. (laughs) Um, So as I was watching this, uh, getting ready to start this dream tag festival on 910, I was thinking to myself, you know, this this is kind of I wasn't really looking forward to this because I think somebody that's not named JCB had gotten into my head and kind of messed with it where, you know, he was somebody was making some good points. And I was thinking to myself, man, is, is he really messing with my head? Is he trying to, like, you know, suck the the life out of stardom for me at this point? So I was kind of not really looking forward to this dream tag festival. And then it happened. Just does it again. Thank God. It was a very enjoyable show. See, you're getting ready to jump the ship on me. And all of a sudden now we have this where it was, I thought it was a pretty lighthearted show, but it was still good matches. You got some good action. And more importantly, we had, some storyline advancement. I'll let you start anywhere you want to start. Uh, this was a, a cornucopia of, you know, the fans voted and they made the tag teams. And then obviously from that point, Rossi made the matches. Um, I'll let you go wherever you want to start. Yeah. I mean, obviously no five-star matches here. It was all, I think, tag matches. I didn't watch like the pre-show gauntlet or anything, but I did watch the entire show. And we had, I think it was off air. It might've been beginning of this. I don't remember, but it was pairings that pretty much all of them had some sort of history together. Not every single one of them, but a lot of them. Um, But I guess let's just start from the top and go because, you know, I've certainly been very critical of, Tam Nakano with good reason and the <laughs> Mina Shirakawa the Mina Shirakawa story um but I had texted you I'm like it's finally getting somewhat intriguing to me granted I do want to say having the subtitles you know which they'll always have on the stardom shows but you know I would watch in other means sometimes Um, but having the subtitles here was key because it felt like after every single match, someone was talking and like you said, advancing a story, setting up a match. So it helped just having that. Um, 
But, you know, it was obviously Mina was part of Cosmic Angels before she broke off and formed Club Venus. And they were doing like the Cosmic Angels dance thing. I think it had a name. I don't remember. And Mina, I, like, I what Mina stopped and she's like, this is too weird, blah, 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 blah. And then basically said, I'm coming for that belt. Like, I can't move on oh, until shit. I beat you for that. And finally, to me, it's like, okay. I mean, if Mina wins that, holy shit, I will be thrilled um but at least like that it makes sense to me you know everything that's happened to this point hasn't and has been horrible booking and tam nakano still does not feel even close to the top champion in this company right now i'm sorry she just doesn't but um with you know with all the history with this happening i'm excited for that match, which I assume will be happening some point after the five star. Obviously, whoever wins the five star has a title match too. So I don't know which comes first. Um, but um, yeah, I thought this was a good way to kick it off. They defeated, I guess, the only tag team that was a real tag team, which they're the tag team champs, Nats Boy and Soriano. 12 minutes, 32 seconds. I think I went three and three quarter, three, seven, five. Um, but yeah, just kick the show off on a strong note and just kind of have me hooked from the get-go. And yeah, like I said, stardom right now, not as mid as it was before, but uh, it's just something about Tam, man. I just can't, I can't get behind it right now. And I, she's someone I always really liked before she beat Julia. And, you know, we've talked enough about that, but uh, like I said, it's less about her. It's more, she just doesn't feel like that top star that top champion to me in the booking and the performances so but anyway like i said good good way to kick this show off and really kind of get me to sink into it uh to me one of the big takeaways was the mariah may hannon uh yeah, pairing. that was great um, obviously big fans of mariah may on on psp but to see hannon kind of kind of kind of come out of her shell to where you know this is like the first time where it was a playful hand and it feels like she was more less of a uh, teenager or more of a woman well she this was dressed like mariah and mariah right. was dressed like hannon with the pigtails and the schoolgirl skirt i mean she looked fucking great i mean and, don't and get that, me that's wrong. we expect but yeah you're right hannon like had like another burst of charisma energy right. you know mariah definitely brought something out of her to see them in their interaction, I thought that was really good. Uh, they win by disqualification as <laughs> Momo Watanabe Momo. versus and shitty Momo. As <laughs> <laughs> that definitely geeked me out big time. Watanabe <laughs> calling Momo Kogo shitty Momo after the match. I'm not saying, Leave that little girl alone. It's not her fault. And Watanabe name. was basically like throwing her out of the, like throwing her own partner out of the ring, beating her up. <laughs> about to say at the end, she's like, "Give me this bat. I am done fucking yeah. with you guys. I'm over this shit. Fuck yeah. you. I'm hitting you. Fuck you. I'm hitting you." Congo comes. I was like, "No, no, stop this shit." Momo was like, "Fuck this. I'm hitting you too." Ref finally calls for the bell. That's the that to me was where I was like, okay. If I'm laughing about this and I'm genuinely entertained, that's not me. That's not what I like in wrestling. It's well documented. That's what I knew right then. This was halfway through the show. That's when I knew I was enjoying myself because as shitty as that is, it's classic 
Odeo tie slash House of Torture finish, it still made me giggle. Where I was like, okay, this shit is funny. Now I'm having a good time. Yeah, like there, you said, lighthearted show, but very entertaining and had some big kind of storyline implications. Um, the return and Momo of, challenged Mirai, right? Yeah, I was going to say you had that for the white the return belt. of my Sakurai. Um, prominence returns after the Suzu Suzuki Julia match versus yeah, that Tommy was definitely a bit of a surprise. Hadn't seen prominence in a while. We obviously we had seen Risa Sarah uh, fairly recently against Julia for the New Japan Strong Title. Um, not necessarily a match that neither one of us thought that was really really stand out. I thought we would get a lot more, especially with the background with Risa Sarah as a deathmatch wrestler and the feud between uh, Julia and. All members of all members of prominence. I thought that would be more of a match, but prominence is back. They are definitely gunning down or going after Julia and now Suzu Suzuki, who apparently has left prominence, at least in storyline purposes. So that's something to be looking forward to. Um, and I thought that match was the best match of the night, which was Julia and Suzu, who obviously well documented history there. Matt facing off in stardom and like being friends and roommates previously in Ice Ribbon and against Micah and Utami, who, you know, we know they've had a long-standing rivalry. Um, they were like bringing out liquor and didn't they like drink some during the match too? So. I think this was, that goes back to their five-star match where yeah. they exchanged gifts before yeah. or either it was after the match. Yeah. And they both, that was their gift exchange or whatever. So let's call it like, you know, non-secret Santa. So as they were coming out to the ring in this dream uh, tag festival, they were basically carrying the other's gift mm. to the ring with them and, and whatever liquor form it was. I was like, see, I knew I liked you two jokers right and there. Y'all should just go ahead and just have your own faction. But that would be death for the rest of the story. <laughs> well, and it ended in a 15-minute draw. Um, and then that's when prominence came out. But... What do we think about Suzu joining DDM? I feel like that's looking pretty likely. I mean, they had Julia and Suzu talked about teaming again after this match. Again, we talked about the history. Suzu's now kind of on her own. Clearly, prominence is against her. So, yeah. uh, and they're down a member. Um, honestly, it makes a lot of sense. Honestly, this is it does it and all the dots all connect but there is a there's like you know still some talents out there you know i won't call them young lions but for lack of a better term the hanukos of the world that don't have a home as well either we could do a draft and do it like that where you reshuffle the whole thing and make this exciting like they used to do once a year or if you're just going specifically where we're going to have a home for suzu I've always thought that her, Suzu Suzuki, Micah, and May Sarah were all plopped together for some reason. Mm -hmm. And now, even though it's not um, May Sarah, it's Megan Bain, but you still have Suzu Suzuki and Micah challenging oh, yeah. with Megan Bain for the artist titles. That, that match is coming I up. I don't think that, they've set yeah. a date for that. 
that to me feels like a faction minus Megan Bain, obviously, because I'm just not sure how long she's going to be in stardom, but she's been there longer than I anticipated, but neither here nor there. If I had to take a guess, that's my guess. They're going to break off from DDM after winning the artist titles and start their own faction. Okay. Hell, for that matter, you know, Club Venus is in that much trouble. You know, I know. they're losing uh, members left and right. So, I mean, that's something else to consider. So, I mean, it's not just, you know, one faction in trouble. There's a second faction in trouble. In Club so, Venus. yeah, maybe there could be a bit of a reshuffling or something coming that's up here. It just feels like it's time to just reshuffle the deck and just do a draft in some form or fashion. Because Hannah would, you know, and Club Venus – we're kind of, you know, Club Venus was flirting with Hannah. You know, uh, one of the last undercard matches was uh, Mariah May introducing Hannah as a Club Venus member. So, I mean. Yeah, but we don't know how much longer Mariah May is even going to be there. The rumor is that she'll be at uh, Russell Dream uh, on Sunday. Oh, really? If wow. I'm not mistaken, let me double check and see if she is on the final night of matches for stardom. Which that's the 30th, right? That is the 30th. She is. She faces Hannon on the 30th. So she'll oh. be in Japan on the 30th. It would it wouldn't need it wouldn't even need to be a match, but it's enough time to get her over to when Seattle. It's that side of the like the flight isn't as long from Japan to Seattle as it would Correct. be to like the East Coast, obviously. Correct. So it's not beyond the realm of possibility. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't think it would be that soon, but that's just I, the rumor. I'm not saying yeah. it's it's going to happen. Yeah. But well, I mean that's like- pretty much just Mina and Waka because like Jesse's gone. Who else did they? Obviously, uh, Zaya Brookside is for, is forgotten from all of this. Like it was her, Mina, and Mariah from the get go, and then Brookside just disappeared. I, I, I think like she had there, to come back for whatever. There was someone else about. other than Jesse. I feel like, but maybe I'm wrong. No, it, it was. It was. I can't think. I could see her, and I can't think who it is. Oh, Zena. Yes. Yeah. That's right. I'm like, I know there were two foreigners. She's from Australia, I think. Zena. Not sure. I'm pretty sure. Regardless. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, Yeah. Work to do in that. Uh, And then the main event, I also, so I went four and a quarter and it was a 20 minute draw. Sorry, not a 15. I went four and a quarter on both that and the main event, which saw more rivals team together in Azumi and Starlight Kid against Mayu and Saki Kashima, who used to be part of Stars back in the day. So, again, a lot of history here. Um, Azumi coming out with the mask I thought was a nice little touch, and those two teaming together was just a fucking joy. Um, You know, we've seen them do it. They've had two excellent singles matches, the one last year being so fucking good. Um and yeah, Saki Kashima, the high-speed champ, has had a nice little uh, resurgence here as part of God's Eye. And even before that, just, you know, her comedy bits. And she can obviously wrestle a little bit when she wants. And her and Mayu was a fun little pairing. And uh, yeah, Azumi and Starlight Kid get the dub. But yeah, just very entertaining stuff all around. Well, just having the background, obviously, with... Saki leaving <clears throat> stars and betraying Mayu, and now they're t- they're partners again. 
you know, you had the uh, in the that that COVID match that they had when it, uh, nobody was in the uh, the building, and you it's, you see Mayu falling down the steps or whatever the case may be. That was for me the highlight of their their feud. But then they were, it never really came back into to fruition until right then and there at this uh, Dream Tag Festival. So for me, in that scenario, it was perfect. It, you know, you waited long enough to now the fans voted them as uh, partners again and have them as the main event. It was perfect. Azumi and the SLK, you know, they had to be, if there was, there's certain people that just had to be partners. Yeah. These two had to be partners. There's no, there was no two ways around that. So to, for that, them to be partners and for this to be the main event, I thought it was a, a really good cherry on top of the dream tag festival. Um, there's only one match we didn't talk about, and it has the screamer in it. Your girl. But uh, Hazuki and Natsuko against Nene and Ruaka. So you have Natsuko and Ruaka, normally a tag team on opposite teams. Hazuki, a former Odeo tie, kind of with her gear, kind of went back to that. I think she maybe had a little bit of her face painted, too. Um but I actually somewhat surprisingly enjoyed a little bit of the Ruaka Nene kind of Ruaka wanted nothing to do with this match when she came out and kind of as it went along, she was getting more and more involved. So it was fun. Uh, But I would say, you know, probably bottom two matches, this and the Hina arena versus my Sakurai and Mirai, like, these two, I probably had it like three and a quarter, three and a half, yeah, and every, yeah, everything else thing. like three, seven, five, and up. So, yeah, but yeah, like I said, overall, very entertaining show, enjoyable show, storyline advancement, and getting me a little bit more into stardom here. So, uh, we'll see what the fall brings. And obviously, we're going to jump into the five star here, and it's still a damn shame that we're not getting you, Tommy and Julia. And Utami was my pick to win the whole thing. So who the hell knows what's going to happen now? I'm not even exactly sure like where we're looking at in the standings at this point. But I got uh, you, homie. yeah, what are we what are we thinking here? How's this going to shake out? Does so, everyone just have one match left at this point? I'm sorry. Does everyone just have one match left at this point? Yeah. Uh, so the I wrote down the Utami Hanan. Uh, yeah, let's try this again. Utami Hanan was, was supposed to be for on the 24th, but uh, Utami has, was it a hernia, if I'm not mistaken? So yeah, she's going to be out for a hot minute. She missed three matches coming up to that 24th, and then they just, the Stardom just put out a release saying that she's going to be out and then out indefinitely. So knock on wood, Utami comes back, hopefully before the end of the year. If not, we'll see you in 2024 at some point. So obviously this puts Utami out of the running on that side of the block, the B block side. The only other match that was on the, the 24th, the 924 show was Julia versus um, Starlight Kid. Spoiler alert for those who don't want to know, turn away, listen, you know, turn off the volume for the next five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. Julia beats Starlight Kid. So then she now takes the lead in the block at 11 points. She's over Micah with 10 points. And then you have a shit ton of, well, I'm sorry, Micah at 10 points, Mina at nine points. And then you have one, two, three, four, five women tied at eight points. Momo, Azumi, 
Um, Tommy would have been tied at eight points, but obviously she's out now. Sorianu and Mirai, they're all tied at eight. Um, well, Julia's going to get those points for Mutami as well. So is she just going to win this block? That I wasn't sure how they're going to play it out. Because you where... get two points, you get two points for a forfeit. So correct. So I would assume unless they pull some shenanigans where I don't think they've given if they've given points to everybody else, I haven't tracked it. I've just tracked it to where I've watched Hold on. Them. I just looked at what it is Shuri over Starlight Kid. Okay. On that show. Which is what I thought it was. Okay, I made a mistake. My bad. No, you're good. I just wanted to make sure because I'm like, that just doesn't really make sense because that would basically just give Julia the block without any drama. So I think maybe they shifted plans because obviously a Zoomy pinned her in under a minute. Like, I'm guessing maybe that wasn't supposed to happen, but to give Julia another loss because she's going to get those right, two right. points from Utami at the end. You're right. Sure, it would be now at 11 points. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to pull this up. Should be able to just have Wikipedia. Like, the Wikipedia always has, like, updated. I know not always the best place to look, but... So, okay, Julia does still have 11 points, though, but I wonder if they already gave her the Utami points here. Let's see. Yeah, it looks like they did. So she's done at 11. And then we have Micah and Mirai both at 10. So your girl Micah might end up still winning this block, baby. Backdooring like a motherfucker. Micah and Mirai both at 10 and then Mina at 9. And then, like you said, a slew at 8. So, And guess who wrestles on the final night? Micah and Mirai. Oh, wow. Okay. So unless they draw, because I was looking Mina, if Mina got to 11, she did beat Julia. So she would have that tiebreaker over Julia. But okay, Micah versus Mirai is going to settle the block then. Yeah, because I, I cannot see them doing a, a, a four-way. No, I can't. At that either. point. If they did, that would just muddle it up and it'd be a four-way tie. Because then they were assuming Mina wins her last match against Soriano. That would and put that's, that, that that's an assumption. I don't think that's yeah, no, that's no given. But that would be a four way tie at eleven. And how the hell? I mean, I guess you could do like a mini tournament. You know, <laughs> I just yeah, I think that I don't if think that may, if that, that meant you to stop calling the start of mid, then yeah, that's what we need to do. Damn it! <laughs> oh man, but no, that's interesting. And, yeah, I got to think Micah wins. So then on the other side, we've got Suzu. Because remember, we talked about Natsuko being kind of way ahead, but she'd had so many more matches. So nah, her, back to bite her in the ass. Suzu and Natsuko are tw at 12, and then Shuri and Tam both at 11. Mayu, Natsboy at 9. My girl, Hazuki, lonely down there at 8. Fucking bullshit. No. Um Okay, who do these two have? Natsuko has Hazuki. Hazuki, and Hazuki's going to win that. Um, and Shuri has Ami Sarei. She's going to win that. 
But who does Suzu have? Uh, Suzu oh, she's done. Martini. She's she, done. She's gotten her points, so she's done. Oh, shit. Okay. So Shuri's going to win. Well, but Tam beat Shuri. Uh, I can't imagine Tam wins the block, though. Who's she got here? Knott's boy in the final match. Oh, Knott's boy's definitely winning that. I think so. Against her teammate. Former DDM. I've always said that Knott's Point never paid the price for her treachery against DDM. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're looking at Shuri versus Micah here. Thoughts? It's, honestly, the, the thought is that would A, I would love to see the match. B, selfishly, I'll still want Micah to win. It would be easier to be. <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying easier in quotes because God knows uh, Natsboy had that, that uh, banger uh, cage match against Tam. I guess it was not. Was that last year? Yeah, I think so. Okay. In, th in, in theory, it would be easier for Micah to beat Natsboy. But, I, you know, for the better match, the bigger match, Shiri's obviously the, the name you want to see. If anybody, if you want Micah to go over, I want her to go over Shuri versus go over Natsboy. Yeah, I'm not saying Natsboy makes the final. I just think she beats Tam to keep Tam out. Um, and then Shuri wins it at 13. Probably. Okay. Su no, yeah. that's, it, it wasn't the final that we talked about, but. But Suzu did beat Natsuko in the event that Shuri and Tam both lose. Then Suzu wins the block. <laughs> You know, I'm down for that. But I Suzu just, Micah have been kind of fighting backstage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, uh, and they've teamed together. Obviously, right. they were against each other in the dream tag. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see it. Um, and yeah, Shuri could lose to... Well, is she going to lose to Ami Saray? No. I just don't see it happening. So I think Shuri's winning the block. Yeah, that was going to say... I think, my, I think, if it, I think Michael... I even said to you probably, what, a few weeks ago, I can't remember who she lost to, and she was, like, sitting at five. I'm like, I, I don't think your girl Mike is going to get it done. <laughs> and as I sit here right now, I think your girl Mike is going to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to pick right now, I think she's winning it. But I think there's you think a lot. She's, you think she beats? The whole thing, yes. Wow. Okay. No, I did I would love to see it, obviously. Um, but a lot of shit can happen here. Yeah, as we I was going to say about, this. But... Rossi has definitely been uh, curious with his. So it's game. just it's just one night, right? The thirtieth is it? And it, are they? Is it all block matches? I assume then. Yeah. Okay, like the first night. Yep. Tight. Well, hopefully they can get that one uploaded pretty quickly. Uh, I think you know how this is going to work. <laughs> Send you. Oh, oh, is that a... It's, it's a paper. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Tight. So, yeah, um, I doubt very seriously if I'll be able to wait 24 hours to avoid spoilers and all that other good stuff. I'll give Stardom World their credit. They have done they've an been, amazing they've job been quicker. This, this time around, especially with the five-star versus what they've done. Uh, It'd still be nice more. if they had fucking commentary on these shows, though, but... You know, I'm I'm trying to win the lottery, motherfuckers. I mean, that that would be the next step. You know, I'll just kind of 
I can't take over starter, but I'll have, you know, hopefully I can pay somebody to do their commentary. All right, my friend, you are up. It is time for you to earn your money. It's <laughs> time. I, like I said, this is your baby, not mine. I watch it, but I can't really talk about it as intelligently as you can. So I will let you do you do. Well, and as I've said, I haven't really followed or watched as much DDT this year as I did last. But, you know, I still peek in when there's stuff of interest. And I've been loving the run Chris Brooks is on. He's the current champ. And then, you know, how I feel about Higuchi and he and Hino going against each other in an eight-man, which happened to be Hino's final DDT match for now. He is taking a break to be a father to his five kids and cut a pretty impassioned promo after that was great. Obviously, Matt Cardona versus Maki Ito, I thought would be of some level of interest to you. And then having Takeshita versus his formal, former stable mate, Mao. Um, but let's just start with the eight man. So I did hear ahead of time that Hino was going to be kind of stepping away. He was a guy I hadn't seen a ton of prior to last year. And then obviously he had the 30 minute draw with Higuchi last year. And then the amazing title match this year where he, I thought very surprisingly won the belt, which was one of my five star matches. Um, guy is just hilarious. He's a bowling ball. Tons of charisma. Crowd loves him. Um, it was Jun Akiyama and Tetsuya Endo, Higuchi and Yukio Naya defeating the team of Hino, Makoto Oishi, Harashima, and Yukio Sakaguchi. But the story here and why I wanted to watch was for the Hino-Higuchi segment when they just chopped the fuck out of each other for about five minutes straight, as they do. Both men's chests were actively bleeding. Mm. They started headbutting each other at one point. Uh, just incredible stuff anytime those two motherfuckers get in the ring. And you could tell they were having a good time. <laughs> like just, chicken hands afterwards. Like, so yeah. like, it's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. It's great. I told but you just bring the pain, stand there and take it, and then dish it out. And just again, like I said, I could watch those two guys in a ring together every day. And no, I mean, this was. When when Hino took off his shirt, that's why I was like, yeah. okay. Now well, no, he uh, had it. He right. had he had Oishi pull it off <laughs> for him. I was like, yeah. all right, yeah. this is what we came to see, Pete. Yeah. All right, let's do this shit. Somebody's getting ready to get fucked up. No, yeah. this was a fun eight man tag. I usually don't even like anything more than six, but it it was enough silliness. It wasn't over the top silly. It wasn't a giant panda silly. And that's where all it's my fear with DDT from time to time, where I'm just getting ready to see some shit like the, the match before it. I'm watching the guys run off in thongs or whatever. I'm like, that's yeah, cool. I'm glad knows. I missed that shit. I don't I never really watched that shit either. But <laughs> um, but yeah, and then like I said, Hino cut a pretty long and he was in tears promo again about his children and how he needs to be there for his children. So um, I'm glad I was engaged in this run of his. Cause like I said, he's a guy I haven't seen a ton of prior to this. Um, I did go no, back. I I've only watched Ava this shit, but by the time I yeah. was done, I was like, damn, you know, that's what well, it sucks for us as fans. For those who really were invested in, you know, that really sucks for me. I've seen, a, you know, two, maybe three matches, but yeah. I know I, I like his physicality oh, and his awesome. character is a kind of a fuck you kind of character. Yeah. I can appreciate that too. So 
Well, yeah. he's not retiring. He's just kind of taking a break. But I think he did say he's done with DDT full time, but I think kind of left the door open. So um, and then I did not watch the next match as we kind of talked about or earlier. Toy Kojima and Baby Ibushi, Yuki Ueno defeating Atsuki Ayuagi and Dan Tamura. Anything to say about this? It went 10 12. Um, I gave it three seven five. I gave both the matches, the first two matches, three seven five. Uh, just solid match. Just always kind of, especially with Iogi. Um, he's someone of D or DDT of uh, New Japan. That I'm Japan. kind of uh, all Japan. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's been two hours already. Yeah, <laughs> two fourteen. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, just a guy from all Japan that I had interest in to begin with, and it was someone that I, I kind of been invested in so i was just was curious to see how it played itself out the, the ddt guys winning not a huge surprise but it was a solid match good not great ddt universal championship matt cardona with steph delander defeats maki ito in 15 minutes three seconds to retain have you ever seen anybody bleed so much from a belt shot <laughs> No, that means that was a bad blade job there. Yeah, he bladed himself a little too deep because when he came up, I was like, "What?" When he came up, yeah, I'm like, "What happened?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, he just got hit with the belt, Belt. and he is gushing." I'm like, "That ain't just the belt, man." And this was after Maki Ito had already busted out the pizza cutter, and I had seen the video of her doing it to him before the match. But I'm like, wait, that's not even what busted him open. Right. I was was trying to debate on what show I was going to watch live, whether it was going to be the new Japan show or this show. Uh, I think they were both going on at the same. No, it was. um, No, not this show. Uh, There was what's the show after this one. Uh, The grand ship in Nagoya, the grand ship in Nagoya and Kobe and Destruct or Destruction and Kobe were going on at the same time. It was about two o'clock my time in the morning. I was like, okay, let me peek in Wrestle Universe. Let's see what because they usually give you an exact time of when uh their shows are gonna start. So I go over to Wrestle Universe and all I see is Matt Cardona. This is before I even watched the match. Yeah, because this show actually it was like an afternoon show in Japan. Yeah, so it so was I mean, on it at like, like- 11 p.m. Eastern time, I think. It was like, yeah, yeah so it, was, it started like nine here. So I'm getting okay. home after work, and all I see is <laughs> Matt Cardona just crimson mask and macchiato with pizza cutter in hand. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, note to self. We're going to have to watch this motherfucker <laughs> at some point. So even before you said you, you wanted to watch it, I, was, I had this in the back of my mind. I wanted to watch this shit. So that was my introduction to it. It was. This was just. Simple. It was entertaining. Yeah. It was a mess. I mean, Cardona and Delander might as well be part of Bullet Club War Dogs with as much as they say "fuck you" in the middle. I mean, how many times did he say "fuck you" to the crowd? Okay, just get. But back. what stood out is what did he? He fired off the WWE line like always, now, forever, forever, together, or whatever, and then he's like, "Call me Vince." Did you catch that as well? I didn't catch the call, but he did say the line twice. Yeah, and I caught it like the second time. The first time he said, "I was like, damn, is that the WWE channel?" Yep. But I, I guess I was tripping off the fact that he said it that I missed the part where he said, yep. "Call me this." But I mean, shit, you know, he ain't stupid. You know, his wife over there, man. That's that's where that big money is. Ask Jay Cargill. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, the match was fun. You yeah, know, Ma- and- Maki Ito's awesome. The crowd was loving her. Um, 
didn't think she was going to win. I think DeLander is a great manager for Cardona as well. You know, they're going the whole American gear route. Um, probably like three and a half stars, but it was entertaining. And again, I'm just kudos to Cardona. You know, all the success he's had and continues to have. And God bless um, that dude. For the, for everybody that's like, these guys are ain't going to be shit that just got released. See Matt Cardona. And he gets a challenger following mm. this next match, which Kanosuke Dakeshta defeated Mao. Like I said, four most stable mates. Only 11.28, but this was a blistering. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I gave it four. Could have been four I gave it four to four, man. That motherfucker was off the chain. Yeah. Mao was doing some shit. I'm like, who the? Wait, I've seen this dude. I just I wanted it to go long. I just wanted it to go, go longer, longer, frankly. So, like, when it ended, I'm like, damn it, that was awesome. But I wanted a little bit more. I yeah, Mao, Mao is the man. Yeah. And he's little, but he can do all sorts of shit. He got his ass beat, but kept getting up. He and like, Rising Hayato from All Japan are like two guys he, I want to see more pretty, yeah. of uh, more of their matches in 2022. You know, it, like you said, 11-28 ain't a lot, but man. Was this the I, first I, Mao match you've seen? It's it's not because it, it, we've done like all together. I know he was like in one yeah, of the undercard matches. Some other show recently, yeah, like that we, in the states, I, it might have been the All Star uh, Junior. Yeah, it was. I, and like I said, I hadn't seen. And that he yet. looked great in that as well. So that's why I was just kind of like, man, okay, clearly I'm missing out. And Takeshi is just Takeshi. Now it's getting to the point where I got to go back and watch old Takeshi matches <laughs> to really see. Oh, there's you know, some good ones. Yeah, to see how deep the rabbit hole. And Mao also only 26, so he's pretty young. That's, um, that's wild. I, I was really, I came away more impressed with Matt. I mean, to catch it at this point, he's like Yoda Suji, you know, when he oh. does something, it's got to really be like, you know, something I haven't seen. Talk about a match. I'd love to see. Holy shit. shit I just think <laughs> Takeshita versus Suji. <laughs> Someone <laughs> make this happen. Make it so. Uh, if TK's buying new Japan and God damn it, that's the match we need to make. <laughs> God yeah, damn, never, never thought about that. Yeah, I, did. Um, I just came out of the blue. But we said earlier, to uh, Callis made his appearance known. I, he, did he get involved? I can't even remember. Distraction, but not, yeah. not really getting involved. But Takeshita ends up getting the win with two of the big running knees. And then Mao <laughs> goes backstage. And Cardona is still just chilling there with a face full of blood and challenges for the DDT Universal titles. <laughs> So I assume now you'll be uh, tuned in for that one whenever that one comes up. I, I wrote down the five matches, and then underneath it, I wrote 11-12. Oh, yeah. Jericho, Takeshita, Cardona versus okay. Mal. Same show, yeah. The, uh, the final match that obviously you're going to talk about here in a second. Yes. So Chris Brooks defeats Saki Akai, who is on, on her way to retirement, which I had heard ahead of this match. And I know they'd had some history. Um, Akai, obviously, we've seen in TJPW some. She kind of goes back and forth. But holy shit, I came out of this match so impressed with her. So impressed with her. I mean, she's a tall woman. Don't get me wrong. She's probably like 5'10", maybe 11. But she's obviously rail thin. Brooks, 6'4". But he did not tower over her. That's no. like, god damn, she's tall. 
But Brooks, I've seen him have many intergender matches. We reviewed the one against Maya Yukihi in the bar earlier this year, which was a sheer delight. I've seen him have some in Choco Pro, which is literally just like a mat in a very small room without a ring. Um, so the guy's got a ton of experience with intergender wrestling, but Saki Akai, despite losing, came out looking great. And it's Damn. a shame she's retiring. I, you know, I haven't seen a ton of her, but I've always really enjoyed her. More, more, never, more about but, her than it was about him in this case. Yeah, but never this much. I mean, she was getting her ass beat. And that's what's unique about these intergender. It's like Brooks is obviously like more than twice her size and, and just was not throwing back. her the fuck around. <laughs> like that, the huge power. I was like, okay, all right, that's it. That's it. And like the commentary was saying it before yeah. I was. I was like, yeah, yeah, this looks about what we're she, done here. He kicked out of his move. I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like the C4 spike that Josh, the double underhook kind of pile driver. And man, on that second one, he fucking lifted her. Up oh, yeah. So That's why I was just like, and fucking this is still going. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. What'd you give it star wise? Uh, four and a half. I, I almost went up to four, seven, five, but I'm like, all right. I could, I was, yeah, I was thinking four and a half. But I was. Like, I was I've dialed. I was dialed the fuck in. You yeah. know, I love Chris Brooks. I thought he was excellent here as well, and pretty much the heel role. I mean, he mm-hmm. wasn't really being super heelish, but I'm just again throwing yeah. her around, asserting his size and dominance, and was just in control the whole match. But man, Akai, like I said, couldn't put her away. Kept getting up despite getting just fucking throttled the whole time. And she's got those kicks, man. She was landing in the, some of those. Yeah, I just I, this was a blast. Uh, it felt it felt longer than twenty one minutes, but that's not a negative. Like it, they just packed a lot of shit into this, and it was just very emotional given Akai's upcoming retirement as well. Um, but yeah, I thought this was wonderful and just another feather in the cap of Chris Brooks this year, who. Like I said, is having an incredible year. I had a five star match with he and Higuchi, the final of the King of DDT tournament. I went four seven five on his match against Hino when he won the belt. Another very very emotional. We talked about that video ahead of that that really kind of told the story of Chris Brooks in kind of a sympathetic light. And then his last defense. I never know how to pronounce this guy's name. It's like Shigehiro Irie or Eerie, whatever. Another guy, like, I see his name all the time, but I think that's maybe the second match of his I've seen, and it was a banger. I went four and a half on that as well. So Chris Brooks on a fucking hell of a run and really enjoying it here. And like I said, hats off to Saki Akai, who was just tremendous here. But, uh, yeah, what would you think? Yeah, um, Saki Akai and uh, Yuki Arai were the yes. international princes of princes tag title. That's kind of when I first saw her. It was that big summer summer sun princess of last year's show, which was my first TJP dub. And yeah, I really liked her then as well. This is the first time I think I've seen her singles wise. And she was standing toe to toe, literally and figuratively with Chris Brooks. <laughs> pretty much the whole way up until the finish. Um, This is just one of those times where, you know, I just wish that I would have, you know, known about her sooner and seen, you know, yeah, me too to where, you know, I could have really, really appreciate 
uh, the magnitude, I guess, for lack of a better term. You know, it would be a great uh, match. Sorry to cut you off, but it just hit me. Saki Akai versus Himeka. Come out of retirement. (laughs) But how good would those – they're both, I mean, bigger, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But they're both tall women. They could both fucking fight. I just miss Himeka. I actually meant to say that earlier. I, I heard her uh, theme song on my uh, Spotify. Uh, oh. playlist. I was like, <laughs> miss my baby. Everybody wants a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's definitely missed. That would be another match. I'm, not before Takeshita. Um, oh, God, yeah. Takeshita Suji. But, yeah, that, it's on the Make list. It of, well, speaking of Takeshita, like, let's go back to the – Yeah, yeah, because we kind of uh, – we talked about one angle, but we didn't talk about the other. Wait, no, I was gonna say uh, back to AEW Takeshita Ishii as a potential match coming out of that six man. I don't even remember what show it was, double or nothing, maybe. But like, I remember we talked at that point, like, man, we need to get a Takeshita Ishii match, which I think is a lot more plausible than Takeshita Suji at this point. But look, I'll, I'll take either one. But yeah, uh, Ishii owes. To catch the receipt from yes. that spot, because I've seen Ishii take many hits from many a great man, but when Takeshi hit that dude with that drop him, rumble, I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. "Who is this?" <laughs> well, what uh, what angle were you gonna talk about here? Um, shit, um, Jericho uh, making oh yeah his uh, DDT, I guess. Uh, debut, I guess, yeah. that'll be on that 11-12 show. He comes, I guess, uh, it's, I'm not, not even a guess, but pre-recorded uh, message for Takeshita after the win, basically saying that he's coming after Takeshita. He's coming over to Japan to do it. You know, he's one of the best to do it. And now, it's to me, this feels like, you know, I, I know we did Alpha versus Omega when it was Alpha Kenny versus Omega Alpha. versus... Same, yeah, Alpha versus Alpha. In this Let's scenario. get Eddie Thorpe in here, and we can have a triple threat of the Alphas. Because isn't he do? He's doing that Alpha thing too. Eddie Thorpe don't want none of this, especially <laughs> when it comes to. I don't. Know, I enjoyed that strap match against Dijak. I don't know if you watched it. For yeah, I watched it. I thought okay, it was I good. I went three seven five, but it's just I'm I'm happy. Carl Fredericks has Ultimately. found a spot. Yeah, because I, I wanted him to get a chance. He kind of was the one left out of all of this. Um, from I mean, he's with this whole group of Connors, Umer, you know, all these guys came up together. So uh, I'm just happy that he has found a spot there and is doing pretty well. And obviously, it's a completely new look and character. And uh, but yeah, just happy because I always liked Carl Fredericks and thought he was very talented. So I agree. I agree. All well, right, I think. I yeah, I don't really have anything else. Yeah, this I think that covers the DD. A, a robust two and a half hours here. Yeah, I think that that should cover this for <laughs> the, the last two weeks. So obviously, things coming up. Um, we talked about stardom, the uh, the final night of five star. That's the thirtieth. Um, I'd imagine we'll probably record next after the next destruct. Is it destruction in Ria Goku? Is that what the, on the ninth? Whatever that, yeah, I was getting ready to say whatever that 10-9 show is, that feels like a nice circle date uh, to record. We'll have that. Um, those two things to talk about for sure. 
Obviously, we'll talk about any news about Nakajima and his any oh, yeah, potential we'll landing spots. Or no, that'll be the that's the end of October. So. Yeah, but maybe we know something between yeah. now and then. Um, think that's going. Yeah, DDT is going to be off. Um, Russell Princess is, I believe, in that two week span. Okay, where I haven't really going- seen any TJP Dub in a while, but I'll definitely watch it. I feel like they haven't had like a big show. Like, they they haven't had a tournament in a while. It's yeah. been um. So what's the headliner for that? It's uh, Mizuki versus uh, Yamashita for the title. <laughs> Sign me up. So yeah, at that point, I was just like, okay, I know we haven't talked a lot about it, but it's been like a. One of their smaller tours, I think it's City Circuit uh, 23 or something like that. So that's building up to, I believe, the 8th or the 9th of October. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that the next time we talk, we're going to talk some TJPW, pretty sure. But for sure, New Japan, the ninth show, and then stardom's final um five-star show who wins who loses and we'll find out who is next for tam because tam and many others need to start defending the titles that they covetly hold so at that point we shall bid you adieu for one big sexy brett jager i'm your humble host jcb jason cornelius bill we'll see you next time on the phoenix splash podcast see you holla